everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Yo, what's up? Connor's also here. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Peter, but DC Comics on this show. You know, that, that silly company that has Batman and Superman and Flash and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all, all those characters. Uh, they release comic books on a weekly basis. We talk about a portion of those comic books, the ones we're interested in reading, and we get together and we talk about it every week. That's what we do. Uh, and coming up on this week's show, we have Event Leviathan Issue 1, Detective Comics 1005, Superman 12, Supergirl 31, Wonder Woman 72, The Flash 72, The Batman Who Laughs number 6, Batman and the Outsiders number 2, Hawkman 13, and finally Wonder Twins Issue 5. It's a list. It's a hell of a list this week. Yes, it is. Yeah. But we can't get to that straight away. Because we, no. got, we got a lot of news this week. Uh, yes, we do. Although, conveniently, Solicits also came out nicely before the show came out. So we can actually just look at Solicits and the news will mm-hmm. present itself as we yeah. as we go through the Solicits. It's, it's, it's a nice outline. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different because Solicits used to be traditionally for years were on a Monday. Yes, which yeah. meant you know that we'd we'd get all the the previews on the Friday, we'd record on Saturday, and then okay, the solicits was was there anything extra? It's yeah. just kind of the following week, but now it's just, it's just all there. It's nice. Yeah, we can look at it and we can look through it. But yeah, uh, so this is this is episode one hundred and fifty nine, I think. Shall I double <laughs> sure. check that because you weren't too confident? Double check it. I think it's one five nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One five nine, baby. Here we are. Um, so we we got lots of lots of things to talk about. So we'll go straight into solicit straight into the the new side of things because there is so much. Um, I mean credit too is we actually got over two hours last week on a fairly limited amount of books. I think we did a a bang up job. Yeah, wasn't it like you know a good? It wasn't just over two hours either. It was like no no no, this is comfortably into two hours. Yeah yeah yeah, it was it was a comfortable episode. Not the three hour behemoth of the previous week, but new. <laughs> But, you know, comfortable. Uh, so, I'm just going to go in the order they've got them solicits. Obviously, yeah. the, the headlines will sprinkle in where, where, they, where they may. Uh, Lex Luthor, Year of the Villain, issue one. So, with these Year of the Villain one-shots, this one is Jason Latour rating uh, with Brian Hitch and Andrew Curry on the art. That, that's a name I recognize from a book I really was enjoying that hasn't come out in what feels like forever. So... <laughs> Uh, would that be uh, Latour you were referring to here? Yes, that's Jason Latour. Yes, and he's obviously referred to Southern Bastards, which yeah, the hell happened. But obviously, he was on art for that, not writing. So no, I know, but from my understanding, it was the art that was the holdup. So I just feel like I feel like they're just gonna release the rest of it as a graphic novel. I I almost uh, feel like he got a taste for writing and was like, hey, I yeah. prefer this. Yeah, and because uh, he's been doing a, a lot of writing over the last mm-hmm. you know, three years or so, maybe well, he, he created Spider Gwen, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's his character. So yeah, uh, the the one issue he did write, I think he's written a couple of them, but the first one he wrote of Southern Bastards was a really strange tale uh, set in that universe, but it was also really emotional. So yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah I, I saw the tour on here. Have you, have you read much better. of his stuff that he's written? No, no, Pete. Mm-hmm. No. No, okay. I was so reading the solicit have... text. That's why I was distracted. Oh, so, so we don't actually have that much uh, personal experience with him as a writer. Between no, us. but I will say my personal experience is I saw his name pop up, and I was like, this is all cool. 
But like Southern Bastards, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, worth mentioning, this is the oversized book at five dollars, so that seems mm-hmm. to be true for all the one shots, at least this month. Um, yeah. So so keep that in mind as we're talking about these. And then the second one for for the month of September is the Riddler Year, the villain issue one, which is written by Mark Russell, who's obviously been currently doing Wonder Twins. We'll be talking about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, art by Scott Godlewski. So yeah, I got a Riddler issue. Yeah, and I like I like so the Lex Luthor one. They're calling them Apex Lex, which. At first, I hated, but now I love. Uh, I, I kinda, love yeah, that's kind of fantastic. Yeah, right. um, and and so that that's where that's the character I'm sure we're getting in Justice League that we saw, right? Hey, he's all in shrouds. If you're looking forward to some more Lex theme puns, just you wait until we talk about Wonder Twins later. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> but this this Riddler year, the villain, I think uh, a little bit more interesting for me at least because um, I guess Riddler doesn't get Luther's offer, and he's not happy. So, yeah, so that's I, uh, as I said, we're, we're enjoying Mark Russell's work. Um, mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of Goodlewski's art, um, but you know, maybe they're right. He's serviceable. Uh, you know, yeah, I, whenever yeah. he popped up in, you know, was a Batwoman, I think he was popping up in a lot, but yeah, uh, you know, he's serviceable. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm skipping past the, the powers hardcover. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, not really, because you mentioned it anyway. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying that to just make it clear that I'll skip past things that aren't mainline DC or new issues or oh, you know things like that. Okay. Um, I'm setting up that precedent for for later. Uh, so next up, we have a couple of Harley books to talk about. New Harley books. First one being Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, which is a six issue mini starting in September, uh, which is written by Jody Hauser and art by Adriana Milo. Uh, Milo being the artist from the Plastic Man mini, which at least two mm-hmm. of us quite liked. Yes. Uh, when that was out. Yeah, I um, read the first issues. And then Jody Hauser, uh, I think we're all relative fans of. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mello was also doing um, Female Furies, right? Yes. Yes, I think so, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Hauser, Mello, Harley, Ivy. Art germ variant covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cardstock ones as well. Cardstock yeah, ones. Uh, uh, I'll read this list first because this is a new series proper. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are taking their show on the road in this new miniseries. They'll have to evade villains and heroes alike while they explore their relationship and unpack their time and experiences at Sanctuary. Oh, it's actually fun up in Sanctuary stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, set after the events of Heroes in Crisis and smack in the middle of Year of the Villain, it's a journey across the DC Universe that will change their friendship forever if they live that long. So, my feeling on this is basically Jodie Hauser's writing that I'm giving it a fair shake. <laughs> I mean, I would have been down for this borderline no 90% of writers. There's a handful where I'll be like, eh, no. Yeah. Hold on, just I, 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 want pa- I want to pause just for a second here. I want, just based on what Cora just said there, I just want to mention, you'd probably say that about a Wally West book. I would want to say anything more about it just now, but yeah. we'll get there later. We'll, we'll get yeah. there later. That's why he said the 90. That's why he, he's yeah. so like, I, I kind of went, yeah. well, you know, there's some people I won't read despite. Yes. Um, yeah. but, uh, but by Jody Hauser, sign me up. I will say, kind of hate Ivy's new design. I'm seeing it over there. I'm, I, I'm sure it'll if, fix. Uh, she's just a green lady now. Uh, like, eh. She's more, yeah, it's more of a She-Hulk sort of thing she's got going on yeah. in that cover. Um, that yeah. might not be like a regular look, though. That might be like specific Maybe. to the plot. Uh, or... I, just, I just don't like that design. So if it is just a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a one-off look, that's fine. But Yeah, if it's just a one-off thing, I can... Whatever. If anything was prime for an animated film, it's this story. I know nothing about it besides what Pete just read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, do one of the DC animated about this. Yeah, I can see that, though. Uh, I I expect it'll probably be very 
lighthearted and fun and you know fairly yeah, cheery. It, it'll get deep what it needs to be. That's what yeah. Bowser's. You know, I read all of uh, the tie-in, uh, the tie-ins. But the she did the the Star Wars ones, right? Yes, they did Republic. I think. Yeah. yeah. Some of those got super dark. Other ones were nice and light. Yeah, so, there, was, there was a lot of balance, a lot of variety in those. Some yeah. some better than others, but you know, the one shot formats, yeah. so it's limited. Yeah. Now, the second Harley book that we did talk about is a black label book they've announced. This is going to be a three issue, eight dollar prestige, sixty four page bi monthly book. <laughs> yeah, so, just to... and it uh, looks like it's a different size trim as well. Yeah, they're specifying. Like... So I don't know what the standard trim size is, but they're specifying. Well, it. I'm assuming this is like Batman Damned. Yeah, size. possibly yeah. based on format. I just I had to just wrestle a cat away there because he was starting to knock things off the desk. Yes, you Firefly. Sorry, this is called Harleen. Uh, so Harleen issue one is coming out in September, and it is written and art by Sejic. So, yeah, I mean, already I'm super excited because I know when Sejic finished off um, working on Justice League Odyssey, mm-hmm. he said that he wasn't going to be, you know, um, drawing anything that he wasn't writing anymore. So kind of everyone was just expecting a lot of creator-owned work from him now. Right. Uh, you know, more Sunstone and stuff like that, which, you know, people were still excited about, but we were a little disappointed because we thought, oh, this means less DC work. Yeah. Um, so I'm very glad just to see his and name Maybe Black Label is the place to put him, you know, get something like yeah. continuity just over, do, do your weird, you know, kinky shit over there and just go for it. Uh, yeah. Um, and if just... anything, if any character speaks to that, it's, it's Oh, sure. Hardly... Oh, sure. The cover's gorgeous, oh. as it usually is with yeah. them. Um, I'll just uh, read the description here. Uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel has discovered a revolutionary cure for the madness of Gotham City. She just needs to prove it actually works. But with the criminal justice and mental health establishments united against her, the brilliant young psychologist must take drastic measures to save Gotham from itself. Witness Harleen's first steps on a doom quest that will give birth to the legendary supervillain Harley Quinn in the stunning reimagining of Harley and the Joker's twisted tragic love affair by visionary storyteller uh, Stepan Sejic. I, I glossed over the pronunciation of his name there. Yeah. Um, Stripan. Yeah. Um, so I said, yeah, they didn't kind of a, a new version of the origin by the sounds of it. Of yeah. Harley's origin. So in in 2019, like so, her original origin it's pretty tragic, right? Mm-hmm. But at least here in the states, I feel like in 2019, Harley starting off with all these good intentions, and then just a system just running over her like a steamroller, and that helps create. It's not just Joker. Yeah, but it sounds like everything else. It sounds like she takes these risks with Joker because it's, it sounds like that's how she's going to prove yeah. that it works. Like, I'll do it with Joker. Like a, yeah, like a test subject. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it leads to her downfall. So. And she gets a little bit too close, and that's what it is. You know, like I like that. I'm, I'm excited. So. This is even even if this book is a train wreck with it being written. Because I've never read anything that says it's written. Yeah. People like his sunstone. No, they, like they do. But yeah. I'm not sure they're necessarily liking it for the writing. More for <laughs> I don't know. All, yeah. all the pretty pictures, which yeah. <laughs> you can guarantee this is going to look gorgeous. No oh, yeah, well, it will. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the idea that Harley is essentially a product of the system and the patriarchy because no one will take her seriously is actually kind of a... Right. a there's like a deep, tragic kind of, doubt, you know, rooted in the real world story in there. I don't know if sejic has got the talent to like write the story that justifies that, but yeah. the potential Only there. one way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, black labels almost become what the um, what was it? New wave, new age of heroes was kind of set out to be. That these, it seems like these are artists that are getting a chance to tell a full story. Oh sure, I can see what you're saying. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
From that like, perspective, I can see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, because like, now you have this. You have the, the whole White Knight stuff with Murphy. Yeah. That he's, you know, writing and drawing. And so, yeah, it seems seems at least Black, to be Black on that Lane track. Is, is looking more positive than it did three months ago. Yeah. It is, yeah. Because yeah, I've announced a few more books that actually have dates. and yeah. you know, It feels like it's actually getting going th- now, doesn't it? A thing, yeah. Yeah, if they can time all these bi-monthly books so that they're on alternating months, that'd also be lovely. Um, I would, I would, yeah. Uh, so just that'd be nice. Uh, so here's 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 maybe the big headline of of the week is Legion of Superheroes Millennium Issue One. Uh, it's actually one of two, just a two issue thing. Yeah. It's a five dollar forty page book. It is written by Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with art by Jim Lee, Dustin Wynn, Andrea Sorrentino, Andre Orahu, and uh, others. So, uh, yeah, Legion's back, baby, and it's a glorious oh. big cover of the big L in the circle. I mean, it's it's, it's, and, it's, like, it's like debris of a ship. It, and from what, yeah, and from what I understand, it's going to take from today up a thousand years to the Legion and kind of redefine the Legion. For for a new reestablishing yeah. what it is for everyone, yeah. which I think is is good because that's what Wade did. That's what Wade did to make me love the Legion back with the three boot. Oh hey, so, if, 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 if someone who's not read any Legion yet is is oh. willing to you know wet my toes in it, as it were, yeah. a, a solid de- defining of what they are in a nice, clear, and succinct way is probably the best thing they can do to start this off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what I gather is these are two issues where each artist is tackling a different character, and like Matt says, going through time. Mm-hmm. And then there is a Legion proper book coming after those two issues. Pro- probably by Bendis. Uh, no, I, I think you're. Uh, yeah, by Bendis. He did. Said, I'm sure it is Bendis yeah. and sucks on art for the for the Legion book yep. itself. Mm-hmm. And, and he has gone out of his way to say, uh, "I hope you guys don't hate me, but I am redefining the Legion as as I see them. I'm not going to use, you know." I'll, He'll pull from from past things, but this isn't like the three boot legion comeback. This isn't the, you know, the legion lost comeback. This is him starting it for people like Pete. I, I'm imagining, um, and as a legion fan, I'm happy to have them. So, so I, I know of... um, there's a, there's a lot of artists on this book because yeah. uh, it sounds like there's a lot of characters. Because I know uh, Nicholas mm-hmm. Scott's doing the booster gold stuff, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Matt, can be exci- Matt can be very excited. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited for all of this. I mean, you have some of the names associated with this. Uh, Sorrentino, like... Yeah, get, it's been a while since he's been on a DC, DC. book, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, uh, I so, Connor, I have to ask a question here. Uh, so, as someone who's been, you know, an advocate, an ad- advocate for the Legion of Superheroes since this podcast started, so all the way back... Number no, one, no, not as much as Matt. Admittedly. Not as much as Matt, no. but you you were always backing him up, and it was you know okay. So Legion's going to be back at some point because of rebirth, and you know it's been three years. You've been waiting for this announcement, and Bendis is the right. <laughs> okay, here's how do the you thing. feel? <laughs> it hurts. It sucks donkey balls. But there is another thing coming up which makes me go. Well, at least Bendis isn't doing that one. That I care much more about but on if, a personal level. So you would you would gladly trade that? You're a monster. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's something uh, no, else. Out, out of the two, we'll get to the one. We'll get to uh-huh. out of the two. Uh-huh. If Bendis had to have one, 
this one every day. This is the one I choose. Oh. This is the one I would rather not read if I had to pick between the two. Well, I mean, I, I would say that as well, but I, I care about those. Whereas I've not read Legion yet, so I have no attachment right. really to them. Beyond, I am, I am as excited for this as much as I'm excited for this. I equally hate the other thing, and so, it makes me violent and and want to burn things down. I don't know if they've, yeah. they've confirmed this, but I'm assuming these two big one shots are back to back in terms of September, October, and then December um, would be. I'm sure these two are back to back. I'm not sure. Or November rather. Year. I'm yeah. assuming November is when the main book starts, but I don't know if we confirm that. Okay, all right, we'll find out. Um, uh, next up, we have a, a deceased one shot, um, which I assume is because the main book's not here on the list. I don't think so. I think this is like take. So the main book's taking a month off. Yeah, am I, I getting guess this one shot thing? Just yeah. a, hey, you know, we 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 don't want to skip a month entirely. Quick, get a filling up. Yeah, well, this is, a, this is a $5 for eight page uh, one shot. Tom Taylor's still the writer, the sole writer, in fact. Uh, but we mm. have art by Laura Braga, uh, Derek Robertson, and others. Uh, so, uh, there's a Matina variant, of course. Uh, it does have a horror movie variant. Uh, and I, I've been loving these horror movie variants. Uh, this yeah. one, it says this the, one might be the best, yeah. It says the, the seasoning, and it's the poster from The the, the Conjuring, where it's the tree, and but the, the mm. back cape and cowls hanging from it and main manners in the background it's really nice it's a really nice i, I appreciate that the cowl has the purple on the inside of the yeah the has the purple on the inside and like just the atmosphere there like it's it's a perfect cover i think but what then, i love about it is they didn't even uh-huh. just put the the regular title you know, deceased a good day to die they went no no, no screw yeah. it we're fully leaning into this concept yeah. it's the deceasing which yeah. should have been the name of the issue frankly that, the oh yeah, cover I, I, I should also... I, I should mention the actual name of the the issue. It's uh, "Deceased: A Good Day to Die" issue one. That's the name of the one shot. Yeah, that's not ominous at all. <laughs> yeah, the the main cover is also very good. You, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, just the Barda, Mister yeah. America one. Yeah. And well, uh, the the premise of the issue is that this is going to focus on basically a B team squad. Uh, well, you know, all the all the heavy hitters are in the main series. This is going to have Mister Terrific. Uh, along with a team of Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, Constantine, Blue Beetle, and Booster Gold uh, doing whatever they're doing during it's, this. Guys, the it's main the blue and gold and red and yellow and green. <laughs> uh, buy a Tom Taylor. Let's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- this, this si- is silence, like- silence for the, for the Tom Taylor dressel. Tom Taylor. You may continue. <laughs> Yeah. Right. This, this is basically the 80s Justice League team with Mr. Terrific and Constantine thrown in. Yeah. 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 This is what I can't believe. Absolutely okay yeah. with that. I mean, yeah. I'm a little bit concerned how many books I've mentioned so far that are $5 one shots that are coming in September. But other than that. Yeah. 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 As long, long as they pay some out, as long as they pay some out, I'll be okay. Yeah. So. I mean, it's all in the same monthly paychecks, so and my wallet's going to hate me either way by the end of the month. Yeah. Um, this is on a week one, this one, though, which is typically a quiet week, so thank you for that, DC. Um, the rest of them I wasn't really looking, but... Uh, uh, the... Legion was a uh, Also week, week one. one. I'll take it. I'll take two of those big books on week one. Harleen's on week four. A little bit busy. Uh, Harley and Ivy's on week one. Oh, week one's actually gotten quite busy after <laughs> these three yeah. big books. We might have to pick and choose, because I won't have the time... Year of the villain, all of these. Shots, uh, two and three. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, so that was Deceased a Good Day to Die. 
which takes us to what's probably going to be the longest segment of the solicitor's this solicitor's talk. This is what should be the most anticipated book of, of September, you know. It should be. It should be. So if I if I walked in, to, if I, I'll, I'll describe how I discovered this. Right? Joe, you know before you even get that, give us the title and read the solicit before we talk about anything else. Sure, sure, right. So, you know, I see, I see on Twitter the news of Flash Forward, right? New book, Flash Forward. It's a Wally West solo title. Here's the solicit. His name is Wally West. He was the fastest man alive. That is until the multiverse was rewritten without him or his family in it. Wally returned and tried to make it work. But the damage was done. Spending out the events of Heroes in Crisis, follow the man who called himself the Flash on an adventure to find redemption in a cosmos that he has fought so hard, uh, that has fought so hard to destroy him. So, I, I see this, this, I mean, the cover. The cover. A, a, a beautiful Doc Shainer cover. This Doc Shainer cover. I see that on Twitter uh, with a link to, you know, either Newsarama or comic.com, whatever the website was that had the solicit in the news. I click on it and I immediately see the creative team and my heart just sinks. It's, and I, I, I didn't see anyone else react to this shit. I didn't know from other people. Um, I feel like a lot of people probably saw me on Twitter screaming at the top of my lungs and that's how they discovered this news because I, I, I saw this quite quickly when it went up. This is written by Scott Lobdell, with art by Brett Booth, and also Norm uh, Ratman, who I don't know who that is, but Brett Booth. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, Norm Ratman inks Booth a lot. Oh, uh, okay. He's a nice guy. I've met him at a con. He's super chill, super nice. I mean, for the record, all yeah. three of them might be nice guys. I, I can... Nah, Lobdell's had some sketchy incidents. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I've not seen any, but I, I'll tell you Scott, what. Scott Lobdell actually harassed someone on a panel in front of an audience. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. yeah he's, well, he's... All right, Brett Booth might be a decent guy. Yeah, Brett Booth may be, yeah. may be lovely. Brett Booth, I just don't enjoy this, this work. Like, no. no. Yeah. So, D- DC giveth and DC taketh away. Amen, brother. This is a lot of taketh. There's, a, there's, there's so much <laughs> taking during hey, this. Matt got a Legion book. He also has to suffer Lobdell. <laughs> I like we have been asking for a Wally solo book for so goddamn long and it takes the assassination of his character in Heroes in Crisis to spin something out into a book and then the book itself is giving to this creative team and you know my, the, the reaction I was seeing from a lot of people immediately when this happened was like oh well that just confirms that Didio's got this vendetta and honestly yeah you may be right but like which makes me think, wait, so Didio knows we all hate Lobdell, and he's intentionally, like, putting him on books that, that will upset us. Mm-hmm. Is, is, that, is that what's happening here? Or is he delusional enough to think that Lobdell's actually a good writer? Does he actually like Lobdell's writing? I, I think he does. With the, like, you know, the amount of books he had in New 52, the fact that, I mean, he's been on Red Hood for three years now, consistently. Yeah, but who else wants that book? That's like... No, 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 exactly. I think Didio likes that book. I Wait, think on. he might be the only person. Three years? It's probably eight, right? Well, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm post, know. post New 52. Oh, sure. And, okay. and he didn't do it all the time in, in, in New 52. No. I mean, you know, just since Reba. Anyway. That said, probably the most I've ever liked Lobdell is when he did that Starfire arc that of turned her... Well, no, it, that's what made me like Starfire. So, you know, it took her from, you know, being this overly sexualized, you know, being in the first arc to her like being this kick-ass space captain in the second yeah. and that's probably the best i think other the, than that the most yeah. i've ever liked lobdell on anything is when he did uh some issues on gotham city sirens back in the day those were okay mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Not clearly didn't is, like him that much. I don't remember him. I just this makes me so mad, and I, I've never wanted to boycott a book. Like, is it I'm, is it just because they think redhead is like red hood, so they thought, well, that'll do. Well, I want to know like what this pitch meeting was. I want to know if this came from DDO. Like, hey, we're gonna give him a Wally book, but like, I don't understand where it's at with after Heroes in Crisis ending, and you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Lobdell pitched to get no. on this, but this no. was Didier. Hey, I got something for you. No, what this feels like is like they want to do something with Wally post Heroes in Crisis that's going to eventually tie into the overall mythology. Whether that's another event down the line, or whether because he has to be in a certain place for I mean, a thing next that, year. It's, it, yeah, it's only a six-issue book. This, so yeah. it, it'll just set up where he is for for whatever's next. For whatever's next, right? It feels like the book is happening out of necessity rather than because someone actually has a good idea for a book, and. Just giving it to Lobdell and Brett Booth makes it feel like it's not that important. It makes it feel like, no, this just exists to do an A-B, and that's all it's really there for. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel important, it doesn't feel special, it just... And we wanted the Wally book so bad, and this just... This this, this feels like... It is. It's a L- sick like, joke. This, it, is, this is going to sound really harsh, but Lobdell is kind of like Abnett in the sense of being like, okay, he's a, just a stable house writer that, okay, if we need a book done, who can we who can we get? Yeah. Who can just do a story for us? And obviously, Abner is a lot better. Yeah, you know, much better. <laughs> not, you know, if, we don't always like his stuff. That's not always great. No, but... but if this was Abner and Booth, I would struggle through the Booth art because it's Wally and Abner's earned it. Yeah. With Lobdell, and then you're going to add Booth, I'm just, nah. You can't, can you? I, it, this is the most New 52 decision they've had in three years. <laughs> Oh dear! I mean, I I will suffer through issue one for the sake of talking about issue one to see how bad it is. <laughs> you might be on your own. Maybe yeah, I will be. There, but... but I'll do it. Someone has to talk about this train wreck. <laughs> but I'm not promising anything past issue one. But, yeah. So before we were recording, we were talking about you know I'm not gonna do stuff I don't want to do anymore. Like I didn't go see Dark Phoenix. Um, this none, is what this was like the rest of the world. Yeah, none of us went to see Dark well, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, but like for, for me, it was a that's the first X Men movie since 2000 that I'm staying away from. Like, I even went and saw X Men Origin Wolverine so first yeah, day. This, this is the first like, one I didn't yeah. see either. Yeah, so pretty big deal. But you know what? I'm actually pretty happy that I, I'm missing that stuff and I feel the same from this. So I'm. I'm uh, so I, I kind of reached that point, in, you know, in like, during like Heroes in Crisis, mm. where I just went, do you know what, I'm done. I don't need to be angry anymore. I, I, yeah. Don't, need, yeah, like, I don't need to read this. My my mantra has been, at least I have, well, at least I have Bart. At least I have Bart doing <laughs> justice. I've come to terms with I can only have two flashes at a time. So back in the day, it was Wally and Bart. And then, you know, it became Barry and Wally. And now it's, you know, Barry, Barry and Bart. And Bart. So. Could, could be worse. I know. I know Barry's not really anyone's favorite, but oh, he's, he's fine. Solid. I like. I like Barry. I like Flash as a concept. So, you know, first X Men movie I saw in theaters was The Last Stand. I never saw one in two. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, no. When I, the first X Men movie came out, I'd literally never seen an X Men thing in my life. I, I had no attachment never... to it. 
I know, I know you're younger than I am, but you never saw the '90s animated show. I don't think it was that big over here. No, I never saw. It. I never. So it was same as Spider Man. Evolution. The first, the first time I ever saw a Spider Man thing was the 2002 movie. I never saw a Spider Man oh, yeah, cartoon. Too. Like, See, well, I, grew, I, I, I grew up I, on all those really bad cartoons that I love out of nostalgia, but they're not good. I don't think they were ever really big over here. I never knew anyone who really watched. Them. They're all folks kids, but I, yeah, I, I didn't really. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, it's not that they didn't exist; they were there, but no one, was, no one talked about them. My really my them. intro to X Men was that cartoon, and Pizza Hut had a had a thing where if you ordered a pizza, you got a free VHS of the pilot. So. <laughs> Like yeah, it was, it was that, and, and we had X Men Evolution uh, later. Like I was in high school and that one debuted. That's a real solid take. Um, I'm trying to think what else, but yeah, wow, that that that's amazing to me. But I also shouldn't be that amazed considering like it, it took Batman Begins, where you decided to get into comic books. Pete. Sure. I mean, yeah. no, I was like Batman the Animated Series when I was growing up. That, that was, oh, it was, okay. it, it was that and yeah. uh, Turtles. Those were the two cartoons that okay. were. <laughs> important and then they reseed peanut butter cups and gave you a comic with both that's weird they, they did they absolutely did yeah. yeah um but yeah yeah comic books yeah comic books like I, I like if i if i knew someone who was older who was into comic books i probably would have gotten into them because they would have suggested reading one i i was just never something that i asked for or thought of asking for yeah and my, my so. parents weren't going to give me comic books they didn't no jack shit no, about no, comics I, yeah and i was i was all about the x-men it was x-men and superman when i was a kid um, Batman, lesser extent because the animated series, but yeah, um, yeah, that's I, I, weird. Yeah, so that's weird to me. Like it was just part of part of my childhood. Yeah, know? and the, the the closest comic book shop was like you know a train ride oh. away. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have any. Like I had one that barely was afloat in the '90s, and then it was like I'd have to find him in the grocery store on the newsstand uh, until I went to college. I kept up with Wizard. Uh, that's how I knew what was going on. Um, like. First time I ever heard about Jeff Johns is he was writing uh, Avengers. Kept up with Wizards. Like, oh, put that on a yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. This so, book is so depressing. Yeah, flash, is. flash Forward is such a depressing thing. And, like, yeah, I'll struggle through issue one. If you want any more out of me, then go to Patreon and pay those big bucks. But other than that, it's not happening. Um, so... Moving, moving swiftly on. Although, make Connor read it. That'd be funnier. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? How dare I don't know. I feel like he's got like he's been vaccinated against Lebel having to read so many. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, no. Connor must OD. I want Connor to OD on Lebel. No, see, I don't think he can. I think his tolerance is too strong. <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas he's kind of like, yeah, this sucks. Where me and Peter, are like, this is like the worst news to come out of DC in a very long time. Oh, it is. Connor's like, Connor's like. Yeah, I mean that's bad. This, but... this this was like a punch in the gut. I got excited for a second yeah. about a Wally West book, and then it was like someone ripped out my heart and like pissed on it and set it on fire. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh, so to get through the rest of these solicits, we have Batman: Curse of the White Knight issue three. So Sean Murphy's uh, uh, White Knight sequel, which is also Two white good label. covers. Like I don't know which one to pick. Yeah, disappointingly, I'm, uh, maybe the all the other so but I'm only just noticing this is a uh, four ninety nine. Yeah, but it's not it's not bigger. Yeah, it's the regular yeah. eight issue book. Right. Yeah, that's that's a bit weird. And we actually have another new book. Uh, we have Gotham City Monsters, which is written by Steve Orlando with art by Amanke Nahilpin. That was okay. Good job. I'll I'll take that. Sure. So yeah. I'll give you the description. This is a six issue mini, starting in September. 
Leviathan is dismantled shade. So hey, it's kind of spinning of out of, of all that. Yeah. Uh, so Leviathan is dismantled shade, and that means Frankenstein is once again a free agent. Now he can set his sights on his former mentor Melmoth, uh, the one that, the one evil that got away. With bad things happening all across the multiverse, this may be Frankenstein's last shot at setting things right. Of course, Melmoth has his own agenda, and it's going to take more than one lone monster to take him down. So Frankenstein heads to Gotham City in search of allies and recruits Killer Croc, Lady Clayface, Orca, and Vampire Andrew Bennett. <laughs> but will even these dread creatures be enough to save humanity before the entire cosmos collapses on itself? So, okay. on one hand, you've got <laughs> that lineup, which is yeah. a glorious team book. And on the other hand, you got Orlando. So, eh. I mean, I'm going to take a gamble. Like this. Hey, hey, I mean, as much as I didn't keep up with it because the, the week was busy, uh, Martian Manhunter had this, was was pretty good in places. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan, although I didn't really like the art that much either. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super huge on the art, but um, and the Batman Shade book was was solid enough, and his Wonder Woman issue wasn't too bad from what I read. So you know, you could, could be... remember Justice League of America. I I do recall <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. But I mean, come on, Lady Clayface and Orca. With Killer yeah. Croc and Frankenstein. Come on, now. Hey, so Andrew I, Bennett. Andrew Bennett. That, that's exciting. I Vampire. Go read that first trade. It's fantastic. Uh, it is. If you haven't. You, you want about the New 52 book or the, the old yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, the New 52 book. Yeah. yeah. I Vampire. Fantastic. So I, I started looking at Melmoth. Because uh, I, I wasn't familiar. Right. Right. So Melmoth is from a, a 1820 Gothic novel written by an Irish playwright. Um that's about a, a man, a scholar, who sold his soul to the devil in exchange for 150 years of life, searches the world for someone who will take over the pact for him. And uh, the fact that they're tying that into to Frankenstein, which is another, which is, you could argue, the first, like, gothic horror novel. Um, and then I'm scrolling down, Melmoth and pop culture. And, and, and guess who wrote uh, Melmoth as an antagonist to Frankenstein? Connor? It would be Grant Morrison, because of course, <laughs> in a Seven Soldiers story. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm here for this book. So shocked. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here for Melmoth. I'm gonna try it out in spite of Orlando, but yeah, because I want to love this. I'll try. Joe's yeah. fine. This is on week two, but week one became so stacked with those early books. I'm actually okay with week two. <laughs> this is probably better for it. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of almost the Justice League dark team I would expect. Right, like these sure, are dark. This is like Justice League monsters. monsters. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd say expect, you know? but I, I kind of see what well, you're saying. I mean, that lineup, like you, you could throw Manbat in here, and it'd be fine. You know, like. So yeah. here's this next thing: is the wait what the entry of the solicits this yeah. month? So yeah. Inferior Five Issue One, which is the start of a twelve issue series, so it'll take a year. It is written by Keith Giffen and Jeff Lemire with art by Keith Given and Michelle Delecki. And you got a backup story written by Lemire as well, a backup art written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming that, the, you know where it says written by, you know, at the top, Giffen and Lemire. I, I'm assuming Lemire's just on the backup and Giffen's on yeah. the main story. Oh, they could be working with each other, though. Like, I don't know. The, the, way, the way this is written sounds like they're both working on the main story, and then there's also a backup yeah. story by Lemire. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we'll if, if, if it's the way you see it, then they've written this poorly. But the way it's written here definitely doesn't imply that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read the description here. Um, this is a, this is actually a follow-up to an old event book from, like, the mm -hmm. early 90s, or was it late 80s? 
No, probably on the cusp. On the yeah. cusp. Right around. Uh, but most people would probably know it from the first crossover. I think it was like 88, 89. Yeah. Of, that was like of the third crossover, DC Matt. Shows. But yes. Yeah, sure. Was it? Yeah. Invasion? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, because the, the, the first one was setting up the uh, legends. That was the second one. The first one was just Flash and Arrow. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about all the shows. Like once they all start like making an actual event, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's Supergirl and Legends and okay. I mean, Arrow. I mean, it was the first one with four shows included, sure, but it, like it wasn't yeah, the first crossover. Big huge. Yeah. So. Anyway, the citizens of Dangerfield, Arizona, uh, are beset by a strange going-ons after the invasion that rocked the DC universe. As, as if that just happened. As, as, as if invasion just yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> but only five misfit kids seem to notice them. Can they uncover what's happening before some sinister force collects them all? Find out in this new miniseries. And in the backup, uh, feature a story by an art by Jeff Lemire. Uh, the Peacemaker is a top secret mission from Checkmate and Amanda Waller to find a mysterious weapon before the Russians can. So this sounds like Stranger Things in the DC Universe by mm-hmm. Giffen and Lemire. Yeah, I'm so down for this book. Like, Invasion was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I've actually never read Invasion, but naturally for for the Patreon monthly show, that'll be the thing we do right before this hits. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. We're gonna have two events back to back. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, Connor. Connor Maybe was right that it was months between them. It was eighty-eight to eighty-nine. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up right now, and it was three issues, so it's not that. Yeah, but they're, but they're like eighty-page issues. Yeah, the big chunky ones. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, it's a meaty read. So, yeah, twelve issue. I don't want to say sequel to Invasion. It's more of like a. It's a almost story like that happens to be set right after. Spin off. To me, this feels more like someone like they had this idea for the, the, this group of misfit kids to like investigate this alien thing, and they just kind of tied it into a DC event that happened at some point. Do you, know what, do you know what's weird though? It kind of feels like that symbiote Spider-Man that's going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's wrapped up or not yet? But like, it's weird. All right. Well, the the actual event is is much more huge. It's not just the three issues. Oh yeah, yeah. You can read yeah. just the three issues. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it works. I, but there's a lot. I, there's a lot of time. So the yeah. reading, yeah, the reading order presented in the back of each main issue. So it's out of the division one, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So there's another eighteen tie-ins in between that first issue and issue two, <laughs> and then they get progressively now. smaller in between. Um, on, on our yeah. monthly episode, it will be the three issues, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. not all the rest of it. So, well, that's why when I said, "Oh, it's only three issues," and I was like, "Oh, wait, no, there's a ton of times." Matt's completionist brain just went, "Nope, it's like 40. Yeah, oh, man, those those War of the Realms were killing me before I did that. I don't have to read all of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, if I've chosen to read, I do enjoy though. So Inferior Five. So yeah, I'm getting Stranger Things vibes from this bizarrely, like yeah. set in the DC but universe. Also that name at least the like back Legion name. Yeah. You know, because you have the, the, the Fatal Five. What do you mean at least the backups? The, oh, main, no, the story... main story. Yeah, yeah the main... I, was, I was reading them. Sorry, oh. I read the wrong one. I just skimmed. Well, the one with the kids feels like Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I glanced <laughs> at the, the wrong bit. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, 12 issues. Uh, that is on week three. Perfect for it. Read more books in week three, damn it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of new books in September. This is weird. September's like rejuvenating the lineup hey, a little hey, bit. Hey, uh, that is their month. Don't forget. 
Yeah, but then Flash Forward's also out. So. Well, yeah, but it, no, but you're you're referring to New Fifty Two thing, but that was the month in New Fifty Two. It's not really been a thing since then. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, that was the month for five years where okay, this is where you could expect your solicits to be a bit weird. Oh, sure, but the last two years haven't been like that, have they? No, they haven't. No, I'm just saying, you know, to, to return to form clearly. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if this is more to just do with the fact that you know uh, Doomsday Clock should be ending around this time. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're releasing some old books as dollar comics. You know, blah blah blah. Um, as you That's do. cool. I like that though. I like when they do that. Um, Action Comics one thousand fifteen is coming out. Uh, Ben is continuing his story. A lot, lot of card stock variant covers for the $5 yeah, uh, this you get, month. You're getting Naomi in, in this action, aren't you? Yeah. Are, yeah. That's exciting. That cover is amazing. It's a Marquez mm. cover. Um, yeah. Yeah, Aquaman 52, of course. Again, another pretty nice variant on uh, this one. I think it's the that, variant. That's, yeah, it's Middleton. <laughs> Yeah, the, middle, the, the green card stock. The green one, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's gorgeous. Pretty. That that solicit has me uh, very excited, and it's good to be excited about Aquaman again. Yeah. So I feel like we have been since uh, the comic took over. Yeah, but at this it says Black Man is reunited with his reunited with his dead father, but at a great cost to both. Meanwhile, Aquaman's investigation of the Amnesty Bay killer takes a stunning turn, and Mera must make a life-altering decision. Like that's. That, that's some good times, I feel. Yeah, Mira's trying to decide if she wants to give up cheese or not. That's the life order decision. Oh, you can't just give up cheese. <laughs> it's hard. I tried. <laughs> I'd rather give up sugar than cheese. Yeah. That's you fair. Have a sugar sandwich. Well, I'm sure you can, but. Well, you can. <laughs> yeah, but cheese I don't sandwich. It. So, uh, then we have Batgirl 39. Um, uh, you know, business as usual. Uh, Cecil Castellucci, yeah. of course, took over uh, the month before, so yeah. uh, she's still on that there. Um, I will say I like the variant, except Batgirl's face feels a bit weird. On the Do you variant. know what I, I dislike about the variant mm-hmm. is it feels like it's trying to be the Middleton variants that we've had. Yeah, it's just not as good. Yeah, that Middleton variant. So it's the same sort of style, and it suffers because yeah, you know, if it was just wildly different, you probably wouldn't even compare them. Joe is frustrating about it. Is I actually think the hair looks fantastic. I think it's just the face feels a bit too sinister. <laughs> I think I think I don't, I'm not really a fan of like the bo- the body feels really truncated, like she's got no waist or stomach. It, you know, it, yeah. I don't know. She's it's, it's just a weird angle. It just looks no. Wrong. She's she's got big old tree trunk legs, perfect for kicking. Yeah, yeah, but then it feels like I go straight from a leg, hips, okay, now we're out of boobs. There's nothing in between. Like, I don't know. There's something weird about the angle there. Yeah. Um, Batman 78 and 79, and I was actually reminding myself as I was looking through these solicits that, oh, yes, right, like, come January, we're going to be single shipping on everything, Mm -hmm. right? So... Uh, worth keeping that in mind as we're, we're getting near the end of this double shipping uh, yeah. dance. So, Batman Beyond is still there. Batman the Outsiders issue 5 is there. Um, this Batman, look, the next one. Batman Superman issue 2. Uh-huh. Uh, Williamson had a tease earlier in the week that said on Friday we'll find out who the first of the, the um, what do you call it, the Dark Multiverse infected the, heroes the, are. The, the Secret Six. Yep, and mm-hmm. the first one is Shazam. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm excited. 
That's a great cover as well with Evil Satan. It Shatan. is. Oh, yeah. It's so sinister. That's it. Um, I really like the other cover as well. Um, oh, the Apenna one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like nice. You can do without that stupid Batman who laughs, though. On <laughs> I like it. It plays it like a gargoyle, though. Like, for the cover. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, you got Batman Turtles issue five. You got Batman V's Rise of issue two. This is the Neil Adams book, which I'm sure we're probably going to skip because Neil Adams. Because train. Yeah. Yeah, because train wreck. Um, got Catwoman fifteen. That's still going. Still not final issue. I'm seeing. <laughs> I keep looking for no, everyone. And it's, and it's Ram V, who I almost called Ram five. <laughs> I um, do that every time. Yeah. Right. Um. So, I don't know what's going on with that book. Like, Ram 5 is alive. There's a phenomenal Heart Gem cover, though, for that one. Yeah. Oh, gee, yeah, that's based on the Batman Returns suit. Yeah, but holy crap, that is an amazing Oh, image. yeah, it's a beautiful cover. I don't know uh, exactly what she's cleaning, but sure. <laughs> her outfit, she's cleaning her outfit. Yeah, cool with it. Uh, Detective Comics 1011 and 1012, of course. Uh... Kristen Dusen, the first one in terms of art, and then the second one is Doug Mankey and uh, Jaime Mendoza. Um, just, just glance at the art, see, see who's being consistent uh, or not. A little, little disappointing that Mankey's return isn't even just him. Mm. Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, Deathstroke 47, Dial H issue 7. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't D- Dial H maybe yep. six issues originally? So, yeah, that's they, part they... of a new story we got. Yep, so they, they did that with that in Wonder Twins. I had seen uh, Stephen Byrne. Did we decide, Connor? Yes. I couldn't remember who I saw it. Had said that he was working on Wonder Twins, like, issue seven. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And then he quickly changed the subject. Yeah, I mm. thought it was um, just a typo or something at first. Yeah. And and stuff. And then it got announced later in the week that they're doing so well, and the Wonder Comics as, as a whole is doing well, that they decided to extend both of them to 12-issue series. Okay. Which... I love because I'm loving both those books. My only disappointment is that they did that rather than, you know, just doing a, a season two in the same way they are Naomi. It would have made more sense to me. Yeah, but... Um, I've got a theory. Given that Naomi's shown up in action, I'm wondering if the break in Naomi, as much as it's to do with keeping the same team consistently, I think it's also because they've got plans for Naomi to do things before season I've, two. I'm seeing a lot of speculation that she'll be going and doing stuff with the Legion. I can see yep. that. Along seen... with uh, along with John as well. Yeah, actually, John's the other on one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of speculation about John. Uh... Oh my god, a Superboy in the Legion, and I get Superboy and Connor Kent with Young Justice. Everything's coming up, uh, Matt. Uh, um, and I, I think I might go back with Dial H and uh, check this out, base. If they're if they're going at a twelve issue. Yeah, can, can we just I, I might how go back. Good that cover is. And it might be because of that cover, also. What the, cover? The Superman like... with the foe. Oh, oh okay, I see. Yeah. So that's a great cover. Oh. Oh. All right, we got Doom Patrol: Weight of the Worlds issue three. Uh, so that's continuing. It's, it's a shame, actually. I, I kind of wish I'd kept it. Special two hundred eighty seventh anniversary issue. <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol: Something I wish I'd kept up with back when it started at Young Animal, so I'd, I'd be up to date with it. Um, I mean, it's only like twelve issues or something, isn't it? I've found the time, sure, but like. I'm okay. I'm just, I'm a lot more invested in Doom Patrol. After reading some of Morrison's run, the TV show, I'm a lot more willing and open to it. After getting assaulted on the internet for not liking my chemical romance by people, um, I'm I, I'm perfectly okay with not I, having Neil Gerard Way's name. I very right much now. dislike my chemical romance. Yeah, I hate I, my chemical romance. I think Gerard Way is a much better right. storyteller than he is a songwriter. 
but when you get associated with a with a, 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 a you know a fan of our show bringing up how maybe they don't like my chemical romance and then a mutual friend's friends getting involved um i'm just that's yeah. a name that gives me a little bit of stress I right would, now i would struggle to listen to my chemical romance if you paid me to but yeah. I, I, which turns out I really like his comics. I'll, I'll tell which, you, I'll tell you something. It was funny. I saw when Umbrella Academy was starting on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of articles about it coming up, and there was an article, you know, from one of the usual websites saying just who exactly is, you know, Umbrella Academy creator Jared Way. And I saw like My God. Chemical Romance fans on Twitter being really upset that as if like yeah. everyone knows who he is. He's he's My Chemical Romance guy. <laughs> I feel like uh, a lot of people around our age group will know who he is I because didn't. of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't know who he was. See, see, when we were first talking about Young Animal, back when that was first announced, like, you guys t- told me that was a guy from My Chemical Romance, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he writes comics? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he is an arty type guy. That He's he's one of these types that he's, it's not just music for him. Like, he has all sorts of different things, and that's cool. And by all accounts, he's probably a nice guy. I just don't enjoy his comics. And that, again, that's fine, too. Um, but like, I'm more surprised that Connor's not a My Chemical Romance fan. Oh, I being be, being yeah. how much he's influenced by Morrison and I, and whatnot. Like, and just said, how bad Connor's taste does in general. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, I, I don't know. What wonderful storyteller when it comes to comics. Terrible yeah. songwriter. Yeah, that Black Parade album, and I will fight Alden on this. He'll probably never hear this though. I don't like it. No, I tried. No, it's. That that's I don't know what song it is, but the, the one where they're carrying the coffin, I feel like that was playing yeah. like every every like hour back in yeah. the day. The Black Parade. Welcome to yeah, the Black Parade. Yeah, and it's, it's got the, the so melodramatic. Like the, yeah, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so, and I just yeah. you know. Um, hey. uh, that said, he got uh, Grant Morrison to do a couple music videos with him, playing the villain, in in that concept album. So I I, I kind of like that. I don't not a big fan otherwise but there, there's ideas there so 287 issue though or anniversary whatever that's kind of funny next up event leviathan issue four uh more on issue one later because i just started this week uh freedom fighters issue nine i swear i'm going to catch up in this so i can start talking about you it you should because especially <laughs> like, this issue i'm like three issues behind now it was a four maybe i don't know whatever we're at. i'm one more behind than you are <laughs> Uh, I, I Cyborg Overman. I love that name so much. <laughs> Cyborg Overman. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Uh, Flash yeah. 78, 79, as you do. It's art's called Death of the Speed Force. Still, yeah. So we'll see. Annoying. We'll see. Uh, Green Lantern issue 11, of course, uh, is Car- there. Carol's back in it and uh, with a one, one of Sharp's best covers yet, I think, uh, for, the, for the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been some good ones. Harley Quinn oh issues. Oh my god! Is is that Star Sapphire? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt's going to be catching up on Green Lantern soon. No, not after what I heard last week. <laughs> hey, last week was awesome. Uh, Harley Quinn sixty five, which is out of three Harley books, the one I won't be reading in September. Apparently, uh, I'm using. So that's going on. Hawkman sixteen uh, is there. Uh, is that different artist on that again? Because I was not the same artist uh, that was on it this yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's been changing over this arc each uh-huh. issue. Okay. By what I recall. Okay. Okay. Uh, Justice League thirty one and thirty two, and this is where the other bit of news I think has to come in. Yeah. Some some biggie. Yeah. So Justice Society of America are going to be in the pages of Justice League. 
Um, and <sighs> <laughs> yes, Matt. I, I am so excited. I thought you had more Matt. I thought I, it was just excitement. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because Connor's missing out on Legion, right? Because he doesn't want to read Bendis. Not that you'll miss out, but you're not exactly stoked on what Snyder's doing with Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm upset that that you know, Lovedell's writing Wally. So like, there's there's something that all of us are disappointed about in these solicits. Like, but there's also other things mm-hmm. to be more than excited about. And I'm trying to focus on those. I mean, I'm very excited for this because that cover by Manipole. Yeah. Um, and, um, just so obviously we're sitting here, right? The JSA are back in this book. Snyder mm-hmm. is teasing that there might be an actual ongoing after uh, coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tweet says, you know, regarding the JSA, I'm not just bringing them back in Justice League, although they are reintroduced and play a big role in the Justice Doom War. Mm-hmm. I have much bigger plans for them. This is a team I've been waiting to write for a long time. It's Origins, First Missions, more TBA soon. You know, I like I don't hate Snyder as a writer. I'm still enjoying the Justice League book to a point. Um, is he my number one pick for JSA? Not really. I do kind of like, though, that DC want to position them alongside the Justice League. But this is a book by Snyder as, as well. Like as the, Well, they should. Yeah, like, but if their position is kind of like an equal book or the, clearly the, the next book down in terms of the mainline DC, that's, I, I like that they get in that spotlight. That's good. Um, admittedly, I will say the big problem I have with this news this week is, I mean, obviously I'm excited about JSA. I'm excited about them being around, even if it's not the perfect incarnation that, that, that you know maybe I wanted. Uh, you know, just that, that, that cover from Manipul, I see all the main players that I want to see. I'm seeing, you know, Sand, I'm seeing, you know, Jay, I'm seeing Alan, I'm seeing Hawkman, I'm well, seeing Wildcat. It's, it's not Sand, it's Sandman. Sandman, like, That's yeah. Wesley Dodds. Yeah. Like, that, to me, that's an even bigger deal, because this is 1940s JSA. This isn't the team that we all oh, love. Oh, sure, yeah. John's, John's yeah, this did. is them um, in their prime, by the look of it. Yeah. Though. I mean, you, you have the traditional Starman, with, complete with the helmet and cape, but, you know, with the star rod. But the, um, the thing here, though... Um, for me this week with this news is kind of Snyder at least maybe some other people downplaying how much this has to do with uh, Doomsday Clock and how little how Doomsday Clock well is not out of continuity the overall effect will be I think minimal was at I'm one just, point uh, in the word I read I wonder if I can find the article uh, no. it was on Newsrama that had the actual quote about it Um. But I also feel like I don't want to say that it's a lie, but I do want to say that I don't feel like they can. I don't feel. I feel like Snyder has enough professional respect for Johns to feel like I don't want to spoil that. Like I do feel like Justice Society coming back in Doom Patrol, or Doom Patrol. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Doomsday Clock. That's brains broken. Yeah, uh, and and Doomsday Clock is going to end up being a bigger deal, and they just have to downplay it as to not ruin the. You know, see, here's the thing. I'm very disappointed that Doomsday Clock is not having the impact that we once hoped it would have done. Even though we've been speculating about this over the last couple of issues, but, uh, I feel the- like, feel like, well, not a bigger deal. I feel like it is going to have an impact. Well, well, maybe, you know but let's I mean? take them at their word yeah. for now and assume mm-hmm. that it, that it's not, because that was what Snyder essentially said, right? Mm-hmm. That sucks. It does. But I'm not going to hold it against Snyder doing this now because I don't. It, it's 
it's not like he's stolen it from John's. It's like whatever's having plans have changed at an editorial level, and he's getting the chance there. So I'm not going to hold it against him. I don't think it's his fault that 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 he's not doing what John's was setting yeah. up. Yeah. Um, no, but um, but man, see, I'm still okay with all that. Like, I'm not. As long as we get, we're getting the Legion and we're getting just society, right? And that's two things that I wanted coming out of Doomsday Clock. So whatever happens, if Doomsday Clock ends up being the standalone thing, cool. Because it, it ended up being a vessel to get these concepts and ideas back into modern mainstream comics. You know? So perfectly okay with that. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's kind of... It's, it's just it's just this bittersweet kind of feeling yeah. to it. And I've got the... Um... I've got the, the quote here now, if you want to... Well, I just, just... I just want to add on um, that I don't think a single issue that Snyder's written on Justice League even comes close to touching a single issue of Doomsday Clock. So, for me, there is a downgrade in quality by him being the one... And not that I was expecting Johns to be doing GSA specifically, but mm-hmm. I feel like with Snyder, I, I can almost just kind of... Ex- know exactly what to expect from his style of writing and well i'll be fine with it and it'll be okay and i'll have some highs and i have some lows it's not necessarily the the home run that i was hoping for with whoever mm. the announcement was going to be like you know who was i hoping for i don't know maybe someone like tom taylor on a gsa book would have been to nice to be fair, uh, totally honest <laughs> snyder wasn't my first pick for a gsa book either but i'm obviously enjoying justice league more than than you guys are um bendis would have been funnier though I would have cried. <laughs> Genuinely, I might have cried. He's on Young Justice. He's on Legion. He's on GSA. He's on all yeah. these things. Uh, yeah. He is writing teams that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. So just on on the Doomsday Clock thing, you know, Newsarama asked Snyder, you know, so does it tie into Doomsday Clock at all? And he went, no, not really. I mean, uh, Doomsday Clock is a wonderful, uh, incredible story. You know, um, connect uh, in light of the connection is just that. Um, what, what Jeffney talked about in Doomsday Clock is running at his own pace. What I didn't want to do was bring back the JSA before he had the chance to reintroduce them as a concept in issue 10. I think that's similar with other characters he's going to be using in, in Doomsday Clock as well. Yeah. So I feel like he was talking about the Legion there, right? Like Probably, yeah. It, more so yeah. that, okay, the concept is being reintroduced mm-hmm. in Doomsday Clock, but it's not necessarily going to be... This hole right. that we were going to do, okay, everything was going to jump ahead after Doomsday Clock and we were going to run from right. there and th- that was going to be the reintroduction. Yeah, I, I do feel like when Rebirth started, it was supposed to be one thing and that's what the seeds were planted. And then Snyder came through, he's like, hey, I got this idea and that started with metal. And with the start of metal, that kind of changed the course. And this is where we are now. So um, are you, so are you, are you are you blaming Snyder for derailing Rebirth? I'm not, I'm not saying, no. I'm not saying blaming Snyder, but I'm, I'm saying that plans change. Yeah, you know, because of it, because of it. I think the, the problem is when you had delays lasting, you know, yeah. lasting over a year. Yeah, you you've got to change your plans to uh, to some degree. Right. You can't tread water exactly. for a full year in comics. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, strike while the iron's hot. So. I, I mean, obviously, I hope it's great. I'm glad they're coming back. I just mm-hmm. there's a there's a bittersweet feeling to it, and I hope I hope he exceeds my expectations. I really do. Um, I, I mean, that I said, hope. it so opens the door for a for a uh, JSA that we all. What you might say, oh. yeah. What I was gonna say there is, I hope you know he's talking. About, oh, uh, you know, maybe he's just plotting. Maybe Tinian's actually writing. Maybe. 
because like, I think he'd be ideal on it, on it. But what I was saying before Mike Mike wigged out was that this still opens the door for a, a contemporary JSA that we all love, like with with the Jesse Quick slash Liberty Bell. Oh and sure, I mean modern interpretations written by someone else. So this could just be, you know, JSA classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, set in the forties even before. You know, time stuff happens that allows some of them to come. I mean, because he is wasn't wasn't he talked about origins and first missions there, which yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about the Doom War, and if you want people that represent justice, who better than the Justice Society? I mean, Snyder did say that he's got more plans for them, Mm -hmm. but I mean, yeah, maybe it could be Titan who's doing the GSA book once as a a book that launches. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe because he's been working so close with Snyder, he's not really done a whole lot else right now, all in Just League Dark and helping with Justice League. That's kind of been Titan's thing for the last little while. And the door's still not shut on a Tom Taylor, you know, right? Maybe they're just waiting for him to have some free time. Hey, hey, we know he had three projects greenlit recently. No, we don't know what companies yeah. they were greenlit at. No, but we know three projects were greenlit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will say I know Tan is working on something else. He teased something earlier today on Twitter, and everyone was like, "Guys, sorry, it's not DC related." Um, uh, but he said there was news coming in the next day or two, or good. you know, presumably whenever other company solicits come out over mm. the next week. Um, so, but. So he has got at least one of them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd expect some creator on, yeah. Oh, is, uh, yeah. So now we have Just League Dark 15, uh, which of course we expect. We have Just League Odyssey 13 uh, there as well. Lois can, can we not... just talk about for a second, uh, Just League Dark, they're doing the un- Injustice League Just Dark. Just League Dark, yeah. With uh, Floronic Man, Papa Midnight, Clary and the Witch Boy, uh, Solomon Grundy and uh, Cersei. Oh. What, a, what a great team of them. I want a book of just that team. Yeah, I'd read that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after those two, you got Lois Lane number three, um, which is a very nice simplistic cover, actually, so, may I say. Yeah, and they said there's a variant cover by Nicola Scott, which isn't pictured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I can't imagine what it's going to be. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's very exciting. So well, they mentioned we're getting two questions. Yeah. Well, and not two questions, two actual the character yes. questions to clarify. Yes, Montoya, Montoya and, and, and Sage. Sage. Yeah. So, yeah. and and yeah. trying to understand their own confusing continuity, which sounds interesting. Uh, we have Nightwing sixty four, Red to Outlaw thirty eight. Um, How long has Jurgens been solicited for Nightwing? Because that's that's the first thing that popped up for me, was was Jurgens. Like it's still Rick Grayson, but at least it's not someone else. He's on that book right now. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah he we, we, like, we we talked about shit. this. We talked about this when it changed. Oh shit! I don't pay attention because Rick Grayson <laughs> sucks. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. He's he's been on that book. For... Oh. Maybe three months now. Damn. I don't know. Yeah. He's had at least a couple of issues. Um, oh shit! Uh, Shazam, just, um, just before you go on to the next one, you know, uh, I know you've been skipping I'm tra- over the I'm most. Try- I've been trying to get through this quickly, and Cora keeps stopping. Me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but the, you know, this this is worth mentioning. The, the Scooby Doo team up and Teen Titans Go uh, are both uh, final issues. So if anyone was enjoying oh, those, yeah. all right, okay. Uh, I don't Scrappy Doo. Get out of here. Yeah, you got Shazam issue ten, Supergirl thirty four. Superman 15, uh, and it's worth mentioning the Legion are involved in Superman as well, so clearly, Ben, this is tying uh, some stuff in. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's think, the new design so. Legion as well, because yes. let me just admire Cosmic Boy's lack of sleeves there, please. Because <laughs> yeah. as, I think as ben you know, said, he's um, my favorite member. 
everything he's been doing has been building towards Legion. Ah, that's very exciting. Um, so that's the thing. Uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen issue three. (laughs) Is that the variant? I'm assuming that's the variant cover by Ben Oliver. He's burying himself, and it looks like very much a Norman Rockwell esque. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Teen Titans issue 34. You got Terrifics issue 20, which once again I know is not the final issue. I keep checking mm-hmm. Terrifics every month for every, that. Every time. Because yeah. I keep expecting it to be ending. Keep it, keep, keep it going, Yang, please. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, so that's nice. That's a fun upside down cover, actually. Um, so you got Wildcats issue 2. I completely forgot then if Wildcats was a thing last, last solicitor. I kind of want to go back and get caught up on Wildstorm because I, I, I have a friend that's read him. And he really enjoys it. I, so. I, I read issue one when it came out, and yeah, I, li- I liked issue too. one, and I, sa- I said, oh, I'm going to read this when it's done properly, because yeah. um, yeah. it seemed like a fun time, but not necessarily something I wanted to keep up with month to month. Yeah. Um, he, he really likes it, and he's, he's got a pretty decent taste, so I trust him. Uh, yeah. Wonder Twins issue seven. So there you go. That's that's it. Been extended past issue six as expected. Uh, Wonder Woman seventy eight and seventy nine are there, of course. Um, Wilson's still in the book. Happy. Yeah. Some happy status enough. quo changes coming um, with her losing the, the the bracelets and lasso. Oh snap! So interesting times ahead. Um, and then after that, we have all of the re-releases of the Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. stories which uh, are two of the stories combined into one $5 book. we got Batman Universe, oh. Superman Up in the Sky, Titans Burning Bridge uh, Wonder Woman Come Back to Me uh, and there you go. That's the solicits. All on the collections of course. Lots of you really interesting stuff this time. I actually, I mean, I just want to commend that they're up to Batman the Golden Age Omnibus Volume 8 because you can now literally collect issue uh, 27 of Detective Comics through issue 195 when this comes out, uh, along with Shoot. issue 1 of Batman up to 77. That's actually a really neat... Like, they've, they've kept that going. I'm impressed. You, yeah. you can murder somebody with that book. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just drop yeah. it on their head and that's it. Yeah, those things are hefty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they're really releasing Batwoman from New Fifty Two. Another one I just saw is the Doomsday Clock Part One hardcover. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Doing two halves. Uh, Doom Patrol by John Byrne omnibus is the thing. Uh, That's happening. And I'm just uh, looking for other interesting second Bronze Age House of Mystery omnibus. I'm not going to lie, I oh. forgot that there was uh, a yeah. volume one. Naomi season a... one hardcovers in October. Jonah Hex Bronze Age omnibus yeah. volume one. Oh, they're, they're cutting uh, some some of the smaller characters here, which is nice. Interesting yeah. that they're actually calling Naomi season one. They're just saying this is Naomi yeah. season one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to buy that. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we talk about that statue that I'm not going to be allowed to buy? Oh, the the, uh, the the gorgeous Harley. Uh, Harley and Ivy by yeah. Lou Pacino. Oh. So one of my nice. favorite characters, one of my favorite artists. It's no way the wife lets me have that. Not just because of the price, but <laughs> definitely it's the suggestive tone of it. Yeah, $280, yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's a lot of drop on a statue. I, I've spent way more money on stupider things than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I'm planning... I, so... Side, side story real quick. I wasn't planning to do Star Wars Galaxy Edge this year just because of the crowds. Mm-hmm. And, and then, 
Oh, I can't. I think we're going to be going in August for a day. Uh, they, they have this whole lightsaber workshop, and the price starts at $200, and I've been... Does it have a David Tennant voice thing guiding you through it? Because if not, I'm disappointed. I, I don't know, but it's like a full-on like thing. It's, it's like a... It's like they took the Harry Potter wand ceremony and Star Wars it for a bigger group. Um, you can buy different, you know, and I guess by the time you're done building it, based on the decisions you've made, your crystal, you put it into a, a holocron and it and it gives you a breakdown on which Star Wars character you're most like and whatnot based off of your this decisions there. And like, right, so me, Mario and Tim are planning a trip to go down there. I told them they have to go because, again, uh, the, the Millennium Falcon ride, right, is stuff that you do on that ride impacts the rest of your time in Galaxy's Edge. So if I get a filthy casual that crashes the Falcon while I'm on it, I'm going to have to murder him. That's that's just it. So um, we're all going to go down there. Um, and I'm squirreling away money because, again, I've spent way more than $280 on stupider things. Like Taco than- Bell. No, I haven't spent that much. Maybe over the course of like three months. Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, I'm getting Taco Bell for the first time in a month as soon as we're done here. So Ooh. yeah. Yeah. So that that's it. I'm very excited for Galaxy's Edge. Uh beware of spoilers, guys. If you are watching this, there's a ton of stuff. I'm trying to stay away um from stuff, but this is the stuff I'm hearing through through Twitter and people that I trust that have gone and done it in person. But, yeah. So again, I don't know if there's a, uh, you know, uh, he's Scrooge McDuck. What's his name? He just said it. Tenant. Tenant. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, I know him as Scrooge. Y'all know him as Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, and, I always said because he, he did the, uh, yeah. the lightsaber droid uh, in, in one Clone of, Wars. One of my favorite arcs with those. So good. That, that, that Wookiee with the wooden can lightsaber. Yeah. Which you can get a wooden lightsaber handle. Oh, that's so cool. Ugh, I want it so bad. Connor, you got to come out, man. Don't go to Poland. Save up the money. Yeah, we'll do it. Pete, you can come too and just be grumpy. I don't want to come. <laughs> There's one thing I don't want to do in my life is go to a Star Wars theme park. For- what about Harry Potter? You got to pick one. Potter I, or Star I don't Wars. like Harry Potter either. You got to pick one. Pick one. Pick one or Scott Liddell writes every comic you read for the rest of your life. <laughs> you got to pick one. Pete's giving up comics, I think. <laughs> I'll just give out comics, it's fine. Yeah, I don't need oh, comics in my life. Wow. It's not worth it. <laughs> wow. Not worth it. <laughs> oh, God. What a random. Let's talk about books. I need, like, I need to talk about Like Star Wars. Like, like Harry Potter. Like Lord of the Rings. Piss off the lot of you. Uh, those are three great things. I need oh. two great things and one that can be put to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're still more on my side than Pete's, so it's fine. True. I'll, I'll let True. you lay off. Yeah. Still didn't Hobbit need, need didn't need to be three movies. No, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that that third movie of, of Lord of the Rings is far too long. You shut your mouth. No. All three of them are far too long. Are you kidding me? Uh, my stepdad would, on a yearly basis, would watch the extended editions, and then tell me I was wasting my time. Uh, how dare you, sir? Oh. I haven't watched them in a couple of years. I need to. I could watch almost a whole season of the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer in the time there it takes to go. watch all three of those extended editions. Yeah, maybe the first short season. 
No, I mean, because even the 22 episode seasons, that, that that works out to be something like 16 hours, which is not that far away from the 12 plus hours of the extended editions. <laughs> it's like loads more. I said almost, I'd say completely. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's closer to the runtime of that than it is the, the season one. Season one's only like eight hours. Well, you can watch season one twice. <laughs> or once and a half. Oh, what no part of it. What no part of it. Uh, uh, hell, I could I could watch all of Refn's new TV show from Amazon and the time it takes <laughs> you to watch could. those three other movies. Let me know how much that's going to upset me before I watch uh, it's it. It's full Refn. It's full Refn? It's full Refn. Because the Brubaker makes me it, it's full intrigued. Ah, shoot. <laughs> well, I'll save me time. I can watch other like things. Like, 90 well. seconds in, I messaged you. Shit, it's ref. Yeah. Um, the show in question, of course, is Too Old to Die Young from Amazon Prime, <laughs> if you're interested. Um, all right, let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. I mean, all my energy spent, so this will go well. <laughs> Event Leviathan, issue one. Brian Michael Bendis writing, Alex Maleev on the art. What a, what a team. What a team for this if, event. If there break. was ever a first issue that I could imagine Connor reading and then going, ah, oh, fuck this. This is full Bendis. It's this one. <laughs> this is thus far in it was almost a spit take there. run. Yeah. Uh, Bendis' run at DC. This is the most Bendis book. Mm. So take that as a negative if you wish. I was hanging on every word, every word balloon. I was in. So, yeah, so basically, yeah, whole, whole million of them. That this oh. is, um, hey, the first page has like one small word balloon. And that's it. Yes, and it's not just one panel; it's like lots of panels. Yes. So, I'm not having this. The art alone, like he, you could tell they worked together for a long time. Oh no, sure. Believe. So. Yeah, they both have like. Believe knows that Bendis isn't gonna muck up his, you know. His pretty pictures with all his talking. They've got a, they've got a, so. a you know, a, obviously a, a great working relationship. I'm mm-hmm. sure. So Batman is investigating the now empty Odyssey, which was a facility. What city was it in? I forget now. Um, Coast City. Coast City. Um, and he's in there investigating the rubble. Basically, the big dude has eviscerated it, like he has other places. Yeah. And yeah. Lois is waiting there. She's also investigating. She's got a Kryptonian gun that she's pointing at Batman. Uh, so you want to put that down? Because yeah. I know who gave you that would not be too thrilled if you used it on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's because uh, Batman and Lois Lane investigating together the the Leviathan epidemic. Yeah. What's going on? What's happening? That's basically the premise of this. And obviously by the end we also have Green Arrow who shows up and says to help him. Steve Trevor's in there as well. <laughs> I love that Green Arrow... Green Arrow's like a character that he thinks he's helping, but he's just making the other two have to work harder. Like I feel that vibe from them. Like he might actually be helping, but to Bruce and Lois, he's just there. So um, yeah, I they, enjoy I, I that dynamic. Because they find Steve, um, and Steve kind of recounts what happened here. He's trying to get the scientist away to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they were suspecting an attack might come because of what's happened to every other place. And she doesn't really believe him, but sure enough, the big dude shows up and for some reason puts Steve in a protective bubble. Although later on, Batman and Lois kind of theorize that they always want a survivor to tell the story. They always want it to spread. Yeah. That said, I also feel like, no, they wanted to put, but they wanted Steve Trevor to be okay. Because they, whoever's behind this knows 
Steve Trevor is, you know, a decent person and he's not caught up in all of this, you know, secret shifty stuff that's making the world. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, and they also uh, talk about how, like, oh, maybe they want us all to be suspects because we're the survivors. Yep. That maybe we are considered as part mm-hmm. of Leviathan. But we get that glorious page when the, 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 I don't even know what you call him, the big robot-looking alien dude thing. Yeah. Uh, when he actually explodes, we get this full-page spread of the explosion from outside yeah. the, the Odyssey, which is this big ring. It's like it's like a big, a big Stargate, if you've ever seen Stargate. It's like a big one of those. Yeah, it, it's an odd design for a building, because um, I was just thinking the... Are they talking about architecture that form follows function, right? So you build a square building because that's the most economical. This is not that at all. This is function follows form. And I was thinking, how the hell do you get an elevator into that thing? Funny enough, Matt, a... I read an article yeah. last year about elevators yeah. that also go sideways, and they can actually yeah. go around the building. Yeah. You know, they also have them, like the, the one that's in the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. Hmm. My dad went through that and said that that one goes, it, it like stair steps. So it goes up and then over and up and over, because you can't have one that goes in an arc, right? Hmm. And that since I was a kid, that mystified me. So... Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a but, cool looking building though. Like yeah. I'm gonna give them credit there. The the, like, de- the detonation looks fantastic, and I want to do a mm-hmm. bit of uh, speculating here because yeah. I don't think it's an accident. I feel like that the the center yeah. of that explosion looks like a couple of different things. It mm-hmm. it kind of looks like a moth. It kind of looks like a set of lungs. I was almost mm-hmm. getting the, uh, like the eyes of a fly. Not that I think fireflies behind all this, but like, no. <laughs> like well, it doesn't it doesn't help that the killer moth name was name dropped in the Batgirl solicits that's true later so you know um but no it's definitely i feel like it's it's the phrase like a moth to the flame right mm. this is bringing everybody in right and i feel like bendis and believe even if that wasn't intentional that's the subtext yeah you're here. Mo- i think it's mothra mothra's behind it all uh no see if mothra's behind we know it's it's beneficial then because that that's her thing she, she's a helper not a herder yeah and you know there's a lot of speculation like is it tally and batman's no it's, this, this is not her style and you know i thought it was lex at first yeah. too but there's no ego in this this is not about no. ego this is different yeah um well there's a that, that title page that we kind of skimmed over that's mm. amazing because it's it's got the different colors like who's the colorist on this where's the it's not the title page but it's the title page of the title of the book this is the credits page so I want to see who colored this. I want to give them their just due. Man, this was a long issue. Was it actually longer? I can't remember. But it didn't feel uh, longer. No, but as I'm going through, <laughs> it just so it's Malib that, that colored it too, because he's just listed as art. So yeah, Malib. Like, no, the coloring is the coloring's great. Like everything with uh, Batman, Lois, and the others, and the the sort of the the debris got this you know blue yeah. tint to it. It's very moody. Yeah. And then you get to the stuff in the daytime, and it's all these bright oranges, or the explosion yeah. obviously is very bright. Mm-hmm. It's really it's playing with the colors and giving it oh. really different feels depending on the scene. Yeah. Same and with uh, the the page where it's like uh it's re- kind of recapping everything that's happened in action recap, comics. Yeah. Uh, where it's like all these vertical panels across the two-page layout that's the one i was talking about yeah. that page because uh, it talks about cobra and um task force x and argus and deo and spiral they've all been taken down um and yeah just all the colors at play each each panel has its own color theme to it so like the cobra page has oranges and yellows task force x is green argus is like this reddish um but yeah it's 
it's really it's a really pretty looking book. But then I thought also the page where you see the that that site that blew up in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, it looks real good. Yeah, I'm glad I haven't believed John DC. Oh yeah, it's a gorgeous book. I, and you know, Steve actually shoots or at least uh, skims uh, Lois. Yeah. Because. He doesn't trust her because you know b- both uh, her father, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clark being like every, every, yeah, there's so many people involved from Lois side that Steve doesn't trust her, and uh, Green Arrow actually ends up knocking him out with a, a electric shock a arrow. arrow. Yeah, yeah, it's when he comes in. Um, yeah, so they're, they're kind of standing there, and I, I, and like you said, Green Arrow kind of feels like a third wheel. It's like no, Batman and Lois yeah. are both really good at investigating yeah. things. Green Arrow's just kind of like, okay, how can I help? I, I did like seeing Steve Trevor have a meltdown. Because this poor guy, he really, over the course of his career, has seen some stuff. And now he just, he, his brain kind of malfunctioned. And he, he thinks that Lois and Batman might be involved. Yeah, so ba- that's why. Yeah, basically they get to the point at the end here where Batman and Lois look like, okay, this is the biggest mystery ever. We have to kind of assemble all the biggest mystery solvers. And of course this is when we reveal the questions watching them. <laughs> and also the question, try to be cool stubs his toe or yeah. bonks his head because that's the quick ow and then he disappears into the darkness <laughs> um, i thought that was pretty good uh and then we get the the doctor that or the professor or whatever she was scientist um she didn't blow up uh, yeah. this is they are teleporting him out yeah this is this like is the one who this is the one who steve was trying to like evacuate yeah. from from the building and he shows up at the end and we reveal whoever this leviathan is that's behind yeah. all this he's got a mask on uh, or she's got a mask on. Uh, you know, basically just saying, no, we're building a better way. And this is actually something I, I kind of like that Batman and Lois did kind of roughly get it right because at one point they're theorizing, they say, you know, they're trying to build a, a new world. They want a new world order. And sure enough, that's essentially what he's saying here at the end is yep. with your help, we're going to build a better world. So it's almost like they're recruiting. They, they want people mm-hmm. to uh, help demolish the system and, and build something new. So, uh, no, it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good start so far. Uh, despite it, I said I said it felt long as I was thumbing through it. It didn't. I got to the end and I turned the page and it was over. And I was like, oh man, all right. So and that's always a sign for me of a good, you know, good think, event or a good story. Yeah, I think I like as well that this doesn't really seem to actually have that much to do with Superman. Like Lois is there, no. obviously, but this is well. I, well, and they mentioned that this is going on while Clark's away in space. Yeah, so that's... She, that's, she mentions it to Bruce. Well, that's, so. well, that's what's happening in Superman, which begs the question mm-hmm. then, what's happening in action comics over this next right. little bit? Is it still related to what's going on in Leviathan? Is it still tying into that uh-huh. stuff? Uh, set before or after? Or is it... Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if action starts to set up Legion stuff. So whatever, whatever we get going forward. Maybe, so we'll have, I, like... I, I feel like action, or uh, I feel like the Legion stuff's going to come in Superman, though. I feel like that's the stuff with John. It's the stuff with the space stuff. I think that's where Legion's going to pop in. Maybe. I was just trying to get a clean because, break on him. Because so they, because, because even the solicit for the issue in September, it was a Superman cover that had the Legion on it. Oh, that's right. Naomi was on. Was on. Yeah, Naomi's action. in action. Yeah, so so we're definitely doing huh. stuff in action, but. Yeah, I don't know then. Let's. Uh... We'll see. We'll see. Is it, it feels yeah. like it's kind of it's kind of separated from Superman now a little bit. Yeah. yeah to a point. Yeah. So, 
No. Uh, but no, Venom Leviathan, I, I really like the show one. It was the intrigue, the mystery, the idea of getting these solvers together. Like, who who knew Batman and Lois as a buddy cop duo would be yeah. something we'd want, but... Yeah, yeah here it is. Right. Uh, what, are you, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to give it a nine. It's hard to go for me any lower. Just the art alone. So... I'm actually going to concur and give it a nine as well. Uh, I, I think uh, beautiful book, really good sense of tone, uh, and then the ca- the actual mystery is is intriguing here because it feels so grand and and mm-hmm. scale. Uh, so it's good. So that'll take us on then to Detective Comics 1005. Peter G. Tomasi writing, Brad Walker on the art. Um, this issue follows the last god awful issue, which was the flashback and the origin of uh, Arkham Knight, uh, Astrid Arkham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a terrible issue. That was a terrible issue. So the hope, hope was this issue would be better. Me and Connor uh, read this. Well, I think I think you did. Did I, you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got through it. Um, it was the last thing I read. I'll make that very clear. I'll, I'll be honest. I was running late because um, just because I got home from work and I had to read my books, and I was like, okay, well, I'm already running late. I could just skip this. It'd, it'd be justified, but I, I suffered through it. Mm-hmm. it's actually the last issue in the arc uh, it, it does leave things open for where things are going to go with some of these characters but uh which is probably the first thing i'd say is that the entire issue is essentially just the fight scene it's just batman and robin getting to uh arkham knight while she's trying to trigger her plan she's got some of the rogues kind of try to delay them while she gets her solar bomb thing active Something. Something, yeah. yeah. Which, when she lights, it actually blinds everyone in Gotham. Batman and Robin have got protection in their eyes, at least for a bit. Batman gets damaged and he ends up blind for a little bit. It's not permanent, but they obviously are all going to recover. Well, it, that, that's assumed. It's assumed, yeah. Um, but the idea being that, if, depending on how long it stays on once it's active, is it could become permanent blindness for everyone in the city. So that's kind of the stakes that they, they oh, throw in there. Blind as a bat. That joke is made at the end, yes. Yeah. Uh, of, course of course it is. It is. Yes. Um, this was fine. You know, it wasn't. It it was better than last issue. There's yeah. no arguing with that. Like for me, it felt kind of rushed. It felt kind of weird that I I didn't expect this to be the last issue of the arc. Like, I was shocked when like Arkham Knight gets knocked out and Batman's just got her over his shoulders. Like oh, that's us dealt with. Yeah, you know what's funny is I got to the end. I went, wait, was that the end? And uh, you know, I'm flicking through it now just to glance at it, and uh, I'm at the title page, which is you know like the second page of the of the, of the book mm-hmm. and it does say conclusion and i was like i mean i guess they will be, but it, it feels like the issue before the end it feels like okay here's all the action fight scenes yeah. here's all that and then we'll deal with the actual problem in the last issue and then it's like here's half a page yeah it felt like that to me and it felt like um because obviously like she she escapes from like the the armored car at the end you know there's like, one of the drivers is uh like on her side so she gets out and okay, that's fine. And it says next to Spectre, so I, I don't think what we're doing next issue is getting to do with Arkham Knight. But it feels like she got taken out too easy. I don't know. It felt a bit too, yeah, rushed for me. Yeah. I mean, all the fight stuff looks good in this issue. It's hard to complain. Oh yeah, no, that I, things. It's all fine. I like uh, Brad Walker's Batman. I love how it's got the big white eyes like the animated series. It looks kind, yeah, uh, harkening back to that. I like that about it. That was kind of cool. Um, it just it just felt a, bit, a little bit rushed, and it felt like the issue didn't really have a whole lot going on outside of lots of fighting until we we saved the day, essentially. Which I guess yeah. that sums up a lot of comic book issues, but <laughs> it just it felt noticeable here, though. 
Yeah, well, that's the difference. I think is a lot of comics manage to balance, at least you know, modern comics manage to balance the timing of this a lot better. It's not just okay, here's a page at the end to wrap it up. Mm. It's no, no, no. We have usually you know at least half an issue kind of dealing with the fallout or you know, to, to, you know, dealing with the consequence of the ending, you know, or actually ending it rather than just okay, there's a punch, we're done now, and then it is literally like one page and then the epilogue after that. Yeah. Um, Bat- Batman drops another boy. That's right. He calls him that. boy again. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, lead, lead the way, boy. I'm like, okay. I really need to start that game. Tomasi <laughs> played some God of War recently. I think he did. I think Tomasi was playing God of War, and he's adopted someone. He's like, yeah, that's just kind of like Batman and Robin. I'm just going to throw some of this dialogue in. Pretty much. Um, it, it's the definition of just okay. Is is kind of what it comes down to. Um. Yeah. This would have been a disappointing end to an arc um after the last issue i'm relieved it's over <laughs> yeah i i feel yeah the last issue was definitely the worst one and it kind of ruined arkham knight as a character because it, it 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 marred her introduction in this ridiculous she was birthed surrounded by batman villains the joker delivered her <laughs> like... the problem is everything with her in present day has actually been fine at worst Oh yeah, no, no. Like uh, we actively really liked the first couple of issues of this arc, which seems to be a trend with uh, Tomasi, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably read the next issue, but I will say it's kind of teetering. And if there is too many books next week too, or or whatever, then it'll probably be the thing that gets cut. And it's a shame because Detective Comics. I don't want to not be reading Detective Comics, but pretty much because that's, that's the thing. If if I get to you know, I mean, is this still bi-monthly? Yeah, that's yeah. just, just still over two weeks, yeah. For, yeah. for now. So if we get to two weeks' time and I've got quite a lot of books and I'm rushing again, rather than... Cause I, I delayed the start of the show by about 10, 15 minutes because I thought, oh, I'll squeeze in this one. It's the end of the... You know, I thought, oh, it might be the end. I don't know. I'll get it done. If I'm at that point again next issue, I, I'll just go forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm teetering. It's a shame. What are you giving it, Carter? It's like a four... Maybe a 4.5. Yeah, I'd give it a 5. I'll give it straight down the middle. It's fine. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that good. It's just kind of functional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. As a dead of comics, which will take us on to Superman issue 12, which is Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Reese. And I'll also say Supergirl 31, which is Mark and Draco with Kevin Maguire and Eduardo Pansica on the art in that book. And we'll talk about these together because they're very much two sides of the same event. And... Yep. I will say it's a little bit weird how there's a couple of times in, in each book where they essentially have the same moment because they happen mm-hmm. in both books, but the dialogue's slightly different, and it was like, why is it doing that? Why not just match the dialogue? Yeah. That was odd. I was wondering if that's just a thing that they have to do because of, I don't know. They just use the same same stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was odd. Um, but um, yeah. I like both books, though. I like both issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually read Supergirl first, and the reason why I did that, because I was expecting one of them to say, hey, read the other one first, right? And neither of them did. Yeah. But I picked Supergirl to read first because the first page, look, it was picking up straight from the cliffhanger that both you know previous issues ended with. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll read Supergirl first then, because that also gets uh-huh. picking up right away. But Superman kind of does as well. It just has like a sort of flashback page before it gets to the, <laughs> the main yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, I, I read Superman first. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, but what I like is, is there's a lot of different stuff in each one, and obviously Supergirl's from Supergirl's perspective, and it's her fighting and talking about how the axe, she feels like 
like the axe is starting to be pulled more towards Rogozar, but we do yeah. get a really big. It's basically that moment from Force Awakens where Rogozar is like you know holding his hand out for the axe, you know, yeah. Force style, and it goes past him and goes to Supergirl instead. We essentially have yeah. that moment. Well, and and the fact too that by the end Joel calls it his staff, so it's like oh well, Zara's changes into an axe, you know, mm. like so uh, to me it added a little bit more mystery of who he is and why just start. Why exactly did the circle decide that Krypton had to go? You know, um, which I still I still think that that's not the full story. I still feel like um, Krypton was going to blow up anyways, and he facilitated it quicker. Oh you know? yeah, no, I'm I'm still expecting the Swerve to say that no, they're not solely responsible yeah. for the destruction of Krypton. But I mean, yeah. that, like. Now, so I liked all that yeah. stuff with Supergirl's uh, issue. Both of them kind of had the moments where Supergirl's like, wait, is that John? What happened to uh, you? Puberty kind of hit him like a, him like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, it was a whole thing. I was in the crime syndicate universe. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, it gets to the point where Superman has to kind of accept that John's going to go, because John's actually with Supergirl at the end of this, so she, he's going to be in Supergirl yep. for the next few issues, uh, yep. where he goes off with Supergirl uh, to help fight uh, to get Gandello because they're going after Gandello yeah. and the, the the Trillium army. Is that, is that, is that her? Yep, uh, the Trillium Collective. Yeah, Collective. And so they're going after them at the end of the issue and Crypto goes with them and there's a couple of great panels here of them hugging. There's a, they do the panel in both books but they're at different points of the moment so like one's like yeah. really kind of they're all happy the other ones that they're all kind of like more intensely hugging. Um, that was really nice. Uh, Superman has to kind of accept because he even says something like Los is going to kill me for letting John go off on, on his own again but he's with Kara again. He's, you know, he's with yeah. others uh, but there's a really neat thing and because I read Supergirl first where basically John uh, so not John uh, Clark and Jor-El are about to get into it and Kara says okay I think that's just for them we should get out of here kiddo and they're going to leave so what's really nice about that is you don't get to hear the rest of the conversation in supergirl but then i read yeah. superman and that moment happens and we actually do have the conversation with superman and jor-el and it's it's just it's a really neat reading experience reading them two together even though there's some overlap and yeah. he basically so there's a moment early on in superman where superman realizes zod is there and there's a couple of quick panels where it looks like they go really quick and it's actually established earlier on the issue that superman does this with kara where he explains why they're there in super speed to do it quickly. Yeah. So when I first read that, I was like, what the hell's going on? Because I read Superman first. And it stays on this. I'm like, oh, this has to be intentional. Like something's up. And then you find out later. Oh, was that in Superman? That, was that in Supergirl, the super speed explanation? They did both. So okay. the at the end of the Superman issue, towards the end, you see what him and Zod. No, no, no. About. I mean, I mean, was the one with Supergirl and yeah. Supergirl's book only? Yeah, the one right. with Supergirl was in Supergirl. Right. So then, when I read Supergirl, I saw it again. I was like, oh, so this must just be a thing that Clark's taken to do with with Kryptonians. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's uh, a moment where he's fighting Zod, and it looks like going to super speed, and it's just on its own. There's no yeah. explanation, and it's not until later yeah. when he's talking to Jor-El, yeah. where he's like. What happened when you went at super speed with, uh, with with Zod? And he's like, "Oh, you noticed that." And then we get the flashback to the conversation, mm-hmm. and kind of as expected, Zod's like, "Yeah, I'm not like like I'm just working with Rogozar to find out who else is responsible for Krypton's death. I'm going to murder yeah. the shit out of this guy as soon as I can." Oh, so happy. <laughs> this is what I don't like what DC's doing right now, and this is a stupid complaint. I don't like how they're taking villains that I like as villains and making them anti-heroes, which I guess is cool for Shades of Grey and whatnot, but like. I want to not like Zod. 
right? Like, oh, sure. For, for wrestling terms, I want him to be a pure heel that when he shows up, I want to boo because he's the bad guy. Well, here's the, but, here's the thing with this, though, is I think this uh-huh. one works better than most of the other examples because I, I, I do think DC are doing this too often with villains. But uh-huh. with Zod here, it's like, I don't think Zod's any nicer than he ever has been. It's just that the villain here is someone who hates Kryptonians, and all of a sudden that puts right. him and Superman on the same page. But but I like that, though, too. I yeah. like that there's someone that's even worse. It's, it's murky. It gives you this that, murky, like, yeah. uneasy alliance feeling. Because in Venditti's, in Hell and Pals, we saw completely villainous Zod, right? That he's, he's enslaving people to mine Sunstone, and you're like, oh, man. He's terrible. Good. Keep him the bad guy. And so, but here it's just like, no, man. Hey, Cal, I still don't really like you or your dad, but Zar is an even bigger thing that we need to come together. Yeah, because yeah. Superman says something like, you know, I'm surprised you've not destroyed him yet. And not so much that Superman yeah. wants him to be destroyed, quote unquote, but yeah. he's just like, why haven't you done this yet? He's like, because mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. I, I, I kind of need your help. <laughs> like, he's, mm-hmm. he's really tough. Um, and it's like, okay, I guess we're kind of in an uneasy alliance then at this point so yep. uh, it's really interesting um and you know he, he, superman points out after because he does this thing where he, he calls uh jor-el mr oz again he's like you know mr yeah. oz dad whatever you know you're claiming to be these days whatever you, you know zod's my mortal enemy but he's actually been more open and honest right now you know it feels like he's being honest whereas yep. you feel like you're always hiding things uh and also then jor-el rightfully points out yeah you're always going to hate me for the years you lost with john you, you missed like you know five six years of his life yep. because i took him away i i also my favorite line probably in both issues because they used it both times is clark to uh jor-el why is everybody always trying to kill you <laughs> like what are you doing and he he does the whole you know we'll know soon enough um but yeah it's yeah they're both solid issues uh i'm loving what's going on uh like yeah how both. they both they they came in and they touched and now they're back going out again yeah and, you know, and like, they're still connected in terms of the overall goal still mm-hmm. connected but yeah it's like no okay yeah. well you have to go do this supergirl um yeah. and she's taking john and crypto so they're together but it's because of that mm-hmm. great panel and i think it was supergirl where all four kryptonians uh including crypto uh not jor-el yeah. um no. the Earth uh, kryptonians yeah they all have their heat vision at the same time so they'll have the red eyes uh, including yeah. crypto and it's a really good panel um really good stuff no, this this for me this was this was this was great. Um, like, I just like, it feels big. It feels cosmic. It feels like there's some sort of unified plan for the super books, like them being together. Um, it's interesting to me that Superman's tying in heavily to Supergirl, but action is tying in more to Leviathan, and then mm-hmm. eventually seemingly Naomi. You know, yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. I it's it's it. the grand it's the grand Bendis unifying theory. I feel like he's. He spun it off like there's a there was the Superman central spoke, and now he spun it off to different you know and we got Naomi and we got Leviathan and Supergirl and Young Justice and so yeah it's... yeah uh, and Superman ends with them going to Krypton where there's just you know yeah. debris is that we're going to answer your question and it actually says next time the real actual truth about Krypton we'll see yeah <laughs> so I'm feeling because we find out that Jarrell had something to do with the Circle. Um, yeah he was on it apparently at one point and so i'm feeling like he reached out to them to try to help save krypton right that because they they also accuse him of like well you knew krypton was going to be destroyed no matter what that's why you just sent me um clark tells him that 
And Terrell kind of gives him that, well, it's deeper than you even know. It's not just that. So yeah. this is what I'm hoping it turns out to be is like Big he stuff. reached out to the circle, be like, hey, the, the planet's doomed. There's nothing we can do. Can you, what can we do to, to stave that off? And then maybe they turn on him or, you know, Man. they they use that as the entry point to get to Krypton to take it out or whatever. So yeah, that last page of Supergirls because it's just them sort of showing up at Gandela's mm-hmm. place. But like Supergirl, yeah. Superboy, and Crypto, Crypto, it's just a gorgeous page. The art in both of these oh books is fantastic. God. And knowing that John's gonna have something to do with the Legion, and knowing that like, there's a clue in there, right? Uh, with Zinder, and just uh, mm-hmm. it's hitting a lot of these beats now that. Yeah, the, but I think both books look fantastic. Obviously, Ivan Reese was doing fantastic work in Superman. Mm-hmm. I will make my typical my standard complaint, which I know everyone's expecting here, is the the vertical two page spread. No, yeah. <laughs> stop that no. shit. Stop it. That's like that's like filming something on your phone. Exists. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like filming something on your phone. It's treacherous. It's you're a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. Just no, do no, that's it's uh, it, it can work in context, like uh, like in some some like a like what, what if it's a fan footage movie and the yeah, film that... like dig bags. So well, Joe, what else can work? To in... Show how wrong it is. Yeah, like yeah, like a brick with a spike coming out of it works in the context of your face, but you know, don't hear me arguing for it. I mean, no, but I feel like you might. It's it's why I stopped using Snapchat because when you try to film things the way they're supposed to. To frame it, it doesn't go. And their <laughs> argument is, well, most people use social media with their phones oriented this way. Well, it doesn't make it right. A lot of people are dumb. I mean, they're know? not wrong. No, but it's also a bad like incorrect. Make it work both. Make it work both ways. How yeah. about that? The people who don't turn their phones, they get big black bars at the top and bottom. Just yeah. deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just deal with That's it. All yeah uh no super books are a really good place i love both superman and supergirl um what are you rating each book uh both of them are an 8.5 me and matt are in sync because i think i'm going to give it oh, 8.5 to both as well <laughs> both really good uh, i'm excited to get to what you read and that i didn't to see what makes the our top five different sure so sure uh, um we'll see we'll see i really like both books though um if I was picking which one was better out of them, it's really hard. Just pick one. I'm I, I'm going to go more towards Superman just because it hit some of the stuff like with the Zod that I find more interesting. It uh, doesn't mean I didn't like Supergirl because I still like the Zod stuff. But I I'm more piqued by by Zod mm. being like, no, they, man, we got to work together for this. They, they both, go back to eating each other. They both had their own qualities and their own moments, even though they yeah. shared some stuff. And I I think. What I like is that it, they even necessarily have the qualities you thought you'd expect. Like there was more Zod and Superman. There was actually more Rogozar and Supergirl. And, yeah. you know, it, it didn't feel like, oh, Rogozar is mainly just Superman's villain, so Supergirl doesn't get to fight him. No, no, no. Like, this, like yeah. Supergirl and Zara were going down in this issue. Like, they were fighting. And she goes, yeah, she goes. Like, it's, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but it was a very much an Arya moment when she goes after him. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, she's like, no, I can handle it. And, and I like that vibe. Hmm. All right, he's just go. nodding along there. <laughs> so, Supergirl, Supergirl, there you go. Uh, Wonder Woman seventy two is the next book we're going to talk about. Uh, G. Bell Wilson writing with Jesus Marino and Tom Derenick on the art. So, uh, 
Cara, you tell us about it because you haven't spawned a whale. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm just trying to get it up. Uh, so this picks up right from the from the just last. Try issue. to get it up. That's the that's the I was, I, I, war cry. I, I, no, I was just uh, just just wanting to, to hang on the side. But uh, I, I do it on all the books, but that wasn't why. No, um, it does it in all the books. Right. Oh man. <sighs> He's not a discerning man. That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the beautiful digital books you can wipe the screen after you're done. Um, all right, Connor, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just took it too far, didn't he, Matt? Took it just exactly. Line, it was exactly he, as far as it needed to go. He long jumped over the line. Like he was like, "Oh, there's a line." I'm going to see how far you can go past it. I leaped the line in a single bound. Thank you very yeah. much. All right. So Wonder Woman. Yeah. Minotaurs. Yeah. Go. Yeah. It picks up right from the last issue with the big giant Minotaur. And uh, they have to fight it because they're like, well, we can't run anywhere. So uh, out comes the magic sword and it's all glowing and it's cool. Yeah. She's um, all pour a gray skull with it. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a pretty gorgeous uh, full page uh, spread with... Um, you know her. I think I think she's just blocking. Uh, you know. Yeah, she jumps in and helps Wonder Woman by blocking. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, and it, it, it kind of sparks off this blinding light and you know sends it flying backwards and yeah. crash through a wall. So so later on they end up fighting like a lot of little monsters, right? My favorite moment of this book by far is the R-rated gore moment where Diana just starts to slice through them with a the lasso in one big. Yeah, that was swoop. <laughs> Is this the lasso itself going through them? Because it doesn't seem to be a sword on the end this time, like we saw. No, it's, like, it's just a lasso. No, it's, it's like a wire. Yeah, it's pulled so tight. It's a high tension line. Yeah. And it's cutting through them like a like a cheese grater. Yeah. This looked great. They're all have. They're all halving, 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 halving. They're halflings now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is pretty great she's just like ah, enough of this shit and just whips it round oh dear because yeah because she's concerned about maggie at first but then like maggie starts like kind of holding her own uh to the point where i think she's actually getting a lot consumed with the power because she almost loses the sword at one point when dan has to save her and the sword's going down and it gets retrieved anyway uh yeah by auntie laddie's is is that one (laughs) i'll I'll lend their name at some point all right it'll happen um but yeah, so and then they end up like because the uh, the portal was closing, that's why why they jumped in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it's like okay, we can't go back through the way we came. We have to kind of go through the dark. And the end of the book is the end. It's like oh wait, is that light? Is that is that like sunlight and like a forest? And what's what's going on here? And I can't remember where Diana said it was. Someone else filmed it. Dimension Chi. Dimension Chi. I yeah, said Chi. Well, in Greek, it, it's the letter Kai. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I think about that. I'm going Wonder Woman Greece. No, yeah, you're probably no, that right. Makes more sense. You're probably right. Um, Let's see what letter of the alphabet is that in Greek? Yeah, the action in here is is pretty great. Um, in fact, hell, uh, Maggie uses is like a is like a video game waypoint at one point. The sword and it gives this beam of light to show them the way it does, out. Doesn't it? Um, yeah. Presumably pointing towards. Um, I've forgotten the name of the Amazon who owned the sword. Um, it's, it's, yeah, damn it, I did too. <sighs> but yeah, because it, it mentions that, uh, you know, the, the sword seems to be getting more powerful the closer it's getting mm-hmm. to her. And then it points, and it's like, well, maybe it's pointing at Yeah. 
And there's a, there's a nice beat in here as well where Diana's kind of like, oh, it's, it's actually nice to fight alongside people again. Like, you know, she's, you know, she's felt lonely all this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, it's, it's almost like she's fighting with Amazons again, even though they're not technically Amazons. Yeah. You know, it's just cl- the closest is, she's gotten. I mean, what, one's a, de- a, a god slash maybe demigod, I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. And then one is, at this point, basically an honorary Amazon. Wielding an Amazon weapon, at least. The, the very yeah. least. Uh, so that's that's delightful. So so um so Kai looks like an X in the Greek letters, so essentially they're in Dimension X. So if I don't see Crank show up, only Crank, Crank. the Technodrome, <laughs> the Technodrome is coming. The Technodrome. Oh, uh, could you imagine? Oh, that'd be great. Do the crossover what? we never knew we needed. Yeah, I, I, I think the thing I want to commend about this is the art's really solid. Um, it's not as good as the Manicule, but I think the layouts and the way that the action flows is really well done. Yeah, Very well. Um, there's some goofy faces here or there mm-hmm. that that stick out quite a bit um but the the action's great yeah the way it flows there's a good momentum to it uh yeah it's just it's really good it was a really quick enjoyable action read this issue yeah definitely i think the this this art team is still the weakest of the three that that we've been you know typically Mm. getting um but it's still pretty good so so the amazonian i i'd look up the pronunciation as well but it's uh antiope is okay or cool. how are we how are we pronouncing it i don't know I'd, I'd, uh, I'd put uh, antiope because it's, it's yeah, like you know, aphrodite isn't it and, right yeah. so. i just said antiope because it sounds like antelope but that's yeah my, my <laughs> stupid brain says stuff like that all the time so yeah yeah i'd, I'd, I'd go with the e just because uh, you know other names like i was aphrodite hmm. yep. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no the book was great uh uh wilson's run continues to to impress yeah yeah i'd be consistent um in a way that i thought flash was consistent but i mean obviously flash has had a few more downs than than this has not not to not not to be harsh on that book because it has had a lot of great stuff um but i think wilson's run has been shockingly consistent and keeping me Mm -hmm. engaged so far yeah this has been um pretty pretty great yeah um i mean i think it's easily the best since rucker for sure no mm. question yeah um uh, i mean you know maybe after a couple of years of this i might say it's it's above rucker's stuff it depends potentially depending on what she does with it yeah i mean how yeah. dare you hey matt let's be honest here at least half these issues of top tissue eight no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> they're good don't get me wrong they also give me a love for giganta but come on barbarian <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheetah be coming. I know. I know. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. What are you giving this, Matt? I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay, Connor? It's weirdly harsh from Matt. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to give it an 8, but which to me is a 5. So from Matt below an 8 seems that it seems a little bit... Yeah, Matt I might as well just give it a 3. Seven above. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will give it a solid eight as well. Uh, it was good stuff. So um, that'll take us on to the Flash issue seventy-two. Joshua Williamson writing with Howard Porter on the art, and this is a uh, year one part three. Yeah. So let me let me ask Connor how he felt about this first. Okay. So Connor, just in general or yeah, specific. Just just in general about this issue. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can't tell me this issue had any more dialogue 
in in narration than any issue of business. No, since it's got a lot, DC. and and you know, I didn't love this yeah. issue, and uh, no. yeah, I've, okay. I've been feeling this arc so much. Uh... I'm just looking for consistency. That's all. <laughs> so consistency, not, not fair, hypocrisy. It's, it's not just the amount of dialogue with Bendis that I hate. It's that I feel like a lot of the characters all sound the same, um, which really bothers that, me. Even that's more. fair. That's fair, but uh, I'm going on the quantity thing here yeah. because this, this, I would say this, this is more narration me... than than, yeah. than speech. But there, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of speech as well. This 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 took me over the course of two days and two attempts to get through because I was trying to read up my break at work, and every time I start to get to going, I turn the page and there was more, and I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. Let me get to something else that I can read through quick. Because I am limited time. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not really feeling this year one. It feels like yeah. a checklist of beats that we have to hit, and we're missing all the interesting bit. Like, there's a montage in this where Barry's actually going out and saving people yeah. for the first time, and doing all these things, and it's just it's played as just ah oh, that just happens. I'm like, well, hang on, him going out yeah. and just stopping a regular mugger is the sort of stuff I want to be seeing him making that decision to do and, you know, to go out on patrol, essentially, on a, you know, on a daily basis, rather than just, oh, hey, there's a turtle over there, let's go deal with that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll interject here, because somehow I was cut out of this conversation at the start. <laughs> no, I know, I was just trying to get the... I was trying to catch him on hypocrisy. Oh, sure, that's fine. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm always for catching Connor out in a lie. As he did on Heroes in Crisis, when he promised he would finish it. Um... <laughs> So that, that book broke me clearly. Yeah. Um, so, I, 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 in a way, I kind of like this the most of the three issues. Now, let me explain what I mean. But I, I don't necessarily love it, right? But I think out of the three, this is the one that feels the most like an actual year one issue. Uh, and what I think the reason for that is just because it's the general the Iris stuff. I think more than anything, where he's trying to date Iris and he's having to like clean up the apartment and he's getting called away to work and like, okay, here's here's snort for the yeah. first time, like. It's not great, but it's the one out of the three issues where it feels like, okay, this feels like it does come from the middle of a year one. I don't think the first two did. The first two no, feel like they're different. This, yeah. is, this is the best of the three, for sure. And I agree that it feels the most like year one, but yeah. it feels like it's just going through the motions and just ticking the checklist of a year one rather than being enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I argue with that I much. really did love the, I really did love the Iris stuff, though. That like, her intimating. Yeah, like, that's the character stuff that I want out of Williamson. That's why I like Williamson. So I enjoyed Nailbiter so much and Birthright and and but when he starts to just check these boxes because the Flash and him hinting like as much as being a Flash fan I am when he's like oh I need to find a quicker way to get into suit you know and you got the disassembled ring there yeah like but the rest of it I'm just kind of like we're just going through the motions here do you know, do you know what I really didn't feel. Mm-hmm. Him graffitiing the the lightning whenever he saves but someone. Connor, uh, he look, goes he, back and no, I know, it. I know. But actually, yeah. Joe, what my my problem is not that he does it. My problem is there's actually a really valid point later on where Iris says, "I don't know how I feel about the Flash." Yet. He's like, "Oh, why?" He's like, "Well, I don't know yet because like, there's yeah, no it, it, it's it's one thing for someone to be saving people, but I think the city needs hope." And like, I'm I was I was taking that moment. It's okay. This is kind of what inspires him to become a character, to become the Flash as a as a persona, right? And I feel like if he started doing the graffiti and the symbol after that, that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> it would yeah. have. I, I think it was also weird that she was like, eh, I need evidence before I actually believe in this guy. When she sees him like the, the very first time, you know, with the turtle, she's like, oh, man, yeah, my editor's going to think I'm drunk on the job. Yeah, because the, the book starts with a turtle fight, which was set up last issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the fight itself's okay. It's fine. 
yeah. you know, I it's just it's, it's a this is a really weird arc. Yeah, it's really weird. I really thought this was gonna be one of the Alzheimer's uh, with Williamson, and I thought this is gonna be the bit from his goes. run. This is this is the trade you can hand to anyone. It'll be one of those timeless classics. Yeah. And it's well, just I'm just not... talking about his run in general because like it started off so strong and it's in some dips and whatnot, and then you know the the force power stuff throughout. Yeah, general. that's all coming back in Death of the Speed yeah. Force. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, to be fair, though, the height of his run was Flash War and the, the Gorilla one right before mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, the height of it wasn't even near the start. So he's definitely... It's not like there's a, yeah. a, a consistent trend up or down. It's, it's just been very... No. Well, at the first... And now I feel at this we're point, in the lower stretch. The first two-thirds or so was really strong. This last mm-hmm. third-ish has been uh, significantly yeah. weaker, in my opinion. Yeah. I just think he gives Avery, right? And, and those fun, small... Uh, character beats and uh so yeah i just i don't know Uh, i'm not ditching it i'm still gonna i'm not not near that point yet no i don't think any of us are i I think no i'm just saying like i just feel spoiled that i expect flash to be good every month (laughs) right just because and so when it's not it feels like it's much more of a big deal than when it's just okay it feels bad yeah what's interesting is to see how he how he copes with switching to single shipping because the pacing Ooh, yeah. of the book's going to have to change a little bit for that i think yeah so i would hope so there's 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 a fear that maybe they didn't tell them soon enough that they were going to be doing that and yeah, they so, were already mapping out like yeah. okay this is this 12 issues and it's still going to feel the same which if it's that plastic case i don't blame him for if that's how what he mapped out yeah. like yeah i i totally get why it's, it's too late to go back and rewrite like 10 issues that you'd already mostly pitched and like written and whatnot like you don't have time to go back and redo it all just because yeah they scared the release schedules changed a little bit um so yeah i mean i, I didn't dislike this one as much I like as the art. Couple. i like the art too like, the yeah. art really saved the narration box from really weighing it down because i almost felt like i could just read the the art and get the vibe of what was going on you know so yeah, it almost feels like it was supposed to feel like a like a Silver Age sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, when he's fighting the toy, oh, time's speeding up again. Those bricks could hurt yep. Iris and the police officers. Yeah. And the other, it, it kind of feels like it's supposed to be emulating those thought bubbles from, from mm-hmm. that time period. Um, it is it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm going to give it a seven. Only uh, <laughs> point, point 0.5 worse than Wonder Woman, eh? Uh, yeah. Connor? I'll give it a six because it's the best of the three and, you know, it's it's not... It's it's more readable, I think, than the last couple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in that kind of boat. Like, 5.56 yeah. kind, of, kind of range. Um, but it, I, I do. I don't. I, I don't remember what I rated the last couple. Maybe maybe my ratings aren't consistent here. But I do think this is the best of the three because it feels more like an actual year one issue. But yeah, this this art's been frustrating for 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 doing these weird extra things for not focusing on what a year one should be focusing on, and I know which is which is why I like this issue a bit more because the Irish stuff felt kind of like okay, this is early days. Him dealing with the fact that he's lying to her about it and you know dealing with that mm. but i'll take us on to the batman who laughs issue six which is scott snyder writing with jock on art uh did both of you read this i did 
No, I didn't have time. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I could have... Did you want to wait another 15 minutes to start the show, Matt? No, I mean, I don't care. It's whatever. Like, I'll, I will read it because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's going to influence the next book. So I'm going to have to. Uh, man, there's just more stuff I don't like. <laughs> like, Bruce, Bruce is trying to not, like... So there's a running thing where he only has X amount of, of like... Before the toxin takes over, uh, his blood and and he can't exert himself. So of course, he's going to exert himself um, because he feels like Gordon. The two Gordons have a chance of stopping the last laugh before uh, Batman who laughs can exact his plan. But they have to deal with the Grim Knight first. Um, so. There's a lot of stuff about what makes what exactly makes Bruce into Batman and is it exactly the tragedy is it you know because the whole reason that Batman who laughs is is bringing in other Bruces to kill them is basically to prove that he's the strongest he is what Batman most is is the Batman who laughs like and so I kind of like that there it's a uh, repudiation of the Bat God, so that, that that's a positive, but it still boils down to because Batman at the end, in that um, he's led Bruce along this whole path so he can strike at the at, at the most. That right before he became the Batman who laughs, that's actually who the most Batman is. It's Bruce fighting to not give in to the darkness, and that's what makes Batman the most. <sighs> So there's that, which is very frustrating because it's like it's almost there. It's kind of Snyder in a nutshell where you're like, oh, I kind of get what you're going. And then he takes it a bit too far. Um, but we also get Gordon, both Gordons, getting into this, this safe in the Batcave to fight the Grim Knight. And the suits they end up pulling out are the Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond suits. And I'm just like, okay, this Snyder, this is definitely too far. Like, Why? Yeah, I don't like the audio people got the face we, that we, I just made when you we said that. We did get yeah. that, um, if I recall, we did get mm-hmm. that suit teased during his Batman yeah. run. It was like a prototype yeah. that, that Lucius was working yeah. on. And that's what they're, that's what they end up, they end up going into this vault and coming out to fight the Grim Knight. Um, but uh, Grim Knight's like, well, no, I am, you know, your son, he tells them that, no, your son's just going to basically going to um, disappoint you because he's a killer and that's all he can be and and all this other stuff. So I'm not giving it just to just because I read it so early because I wanted to get it out of the way and I haven't revisited it. So these are just the quick beats that I'm getting. Um, but yeah, it's it's not as bad as some of the other stuff because again, it has some of that, you know, what exactly makes Batman Batman and it's not the because Batman. Like the because Batman is the worst case scenario. So I kind of like that. That's what we've been getting to. All the frustrations that I felt in the previous five issues is on purpose, but it still doesn't make it good because it still feels hopeless at the end because he ends up stabbing Bruce with this uh, needle at the end is, uh, what is it? It's like the serum or whatever personified and whatnot. So yeah. I'm I'm happy that we're almost over. I'll say that much. Um, I believe. Yeah, you. yeah. 
I'm curious to think what you think when you get through. Jock's art seems a little bit rough in some parts, but I think that's that's again, it's as Bruce is losing control. It's, it's, it's just, roughness on purpose. Like it's not like he's just like, oh, I don't it, care about these it, pages. Is it like the ink's getting looser, stuff like that? Yeah, the ink's getting looser. It's a little bit more sketchy. Yeah, I've like, seen Jock do uh, this before. Yeah, you know, like like Batman who laughs when you when you look through Bruce as he's succumbing to the, that serum, um, like he looks much more monstrous. He's all teeth and angles and and whatnot. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. So he stabs Bruce at the end, and it looks all as hopeless. But I'm sure the Gordons will will show up and make things right, right. right. But yeah. So uh, if I'm rating it, I'll, I'll give it a, a six. Like it's yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, which will take us on to Batman and the Outsiders issue two. Which is the only reason why I put this after Batman Who Laughs is just because mm-hmm. the two, just so the two I wasn't on wouldn't be back to back. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll sprinkle them apart. Uh, so yeah, this is um Brian Edward Hill uh writing with Dexter Soy on the art, and this issue is a little bit of Bruce talking to 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 Jefferson, um. And obviously the Outsiders team do show up eventually, but a lot of the issues actually with the, <laughs> yeah. the, the like two thirds caliber, yeah, yeah. caliber yeah. and the girl who they're, they're there to save the 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 meta from the from the yeah. program. Yeah. And so, should we get the first thing out of the way? Uh huh. Yeah. So he's not from the future. No, he's not Cable. He's not. But here's the yeah. thing, though. Him admitting that that was a joke to get Carty trust him yeah. made me like him. And I yeah, me too. I don't know. I, I, I was disappointed because I'm like, well, no, this story is not no, as no, interesting. No, no, no. I was, I was no. more interested because I'm like, okay, it's not just the cliche thing anymore. It was basically, because yeah. the, the, the way he says it, I said, I said that so you'd come with me, and it made me think yeah. of come with me if you want to live. He was basically cracking a Terminator joke to get some I, trust. No, I get that, but it, yeah. it, on a metal level, it's good. We just said that as a cliffhanger so you'd come back. And that's a that's a bit of a slap in the face. But I like how meta that is. Yeah, I thought that was I funny. I like that he's yeah. I thought he's like, no, I, that's not I, true. I just I didn't because I was dis- I was genuinely I was disappointed uh, that it wasn't a time travel I liked thing. It. I was like, oh, I, I didn't like how how cliche it got towards the end with with the flipping one dude showing back up. Um, Ishmael. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all that stuff like. I was like, oh, this feels 90s as shit, though. Do you know what I liked about this issue? Is I liked that it took time to kind of just establish... Because you know, we were interested in these characters last issue, especially the girl, right? Sophia. Um, Sophia, thank you. <laughs> Clearly I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it spent so much time with her and Caliber that like, I felt like, okay, you're actually setting these two up as characters that I know now. And... It made, and because it did that thing at the start that made them likable to me, I was like, okay, I'm not mad to actually spend time in these two. And no. like, she's going through this thing where she 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 says she's not going to try and kill herself with a gun, but she then she actually kind of does. She puts it up to her it chin. It gets so freaking dark. It I does. Yeah. I get that dark. I I I agree with what you just said. I think it goes too far though in the in the other direction. I think we go too long without our team. You know, the, the, our team oh, is no. only on five pages of this book. But. But I'm okay with that because it's, uh, it's setting the stage for uh, that's such a th- that's such a technicality though. You're counting pages and going they're no, only in no, five pages. Because I felt I, I felt it when I was reading it. I was like, I'm like, you know, this is issue two of my you know Batman the Outsiders yeah, but, book, and I want to see some outsiders. And I'm like, as yeah, I'm but, reading it, it was in my head the whole time. I'm like, okay, I'm going a long time without seeing. But them. so when they 
but then when they show up, it's the Calvary's arrive. It's an entrance, and, yeah. It's that moment. Yeah. No, I like, get that. And, and, it's just it's it's too well, far in for me. It's, he's there's from Markovia. Caliber is like, yeah, I'm an arms dealer from or former arms dealer from from Markovia. <laughs> Isn't that on his business card? Uh-huh. No, it's not. No, 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 no. No, uh-huh. it's it's in Wonder Twins. There's a business card that's like former magician. That's what it was. Right. That's what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Um, so he's and she's like, well, why would Batman work with an arms dealer? He's like, that's why I said former. Like I, he, you know, I've learned a lot from Batman, and I like that because you have Jefferson questioning Batman, because then Batman's like, oh, I'm a symbol of fear, and he's like, yeah, but don't you want to be hope? And he's like, well, yeah, but that's what makes me work. Is if I'm all about hope, you know. Uh, you need the darkness yeah. to go with the light credit to the writing in this issue there's a moment where when Ishmael shows up and Caliber's like get out of here and you know yeah. Sophia runs away there's a moment where she stops like has a moment like, takes a, a breath it's a really good layout in terms of the panels and then she's yeah. like no and she turns around and she comes yeah. back to help him like the issue does such a good job with just having them bond a little bit making me like him a little bit making, making me like her a little bit that her finding the strength to come back and try and help him was actually a meaningful moment to me I was like oh I actually kind of care yeah. So, I was into I, I, this. Yeah, but I just thought the fight scene got super, like, I don't want to say generic, but I was like, oh, okay, like, oh, yeah, there's sure. just an issue too. You know, they're going to have to fight. Like, yeah, kind of I just think the, the problem with the fight scene is that he just seems so overpowered. Like, you know, yeah. Cassandra's coming in with a flying kick and he just, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's nothing. And she's, like, meant to be one of the best fighters. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's sure. not the best. Um, and then, since when do the Lazarus pits work like this? I don't know. That was the other thing. I was like, he's like, oh, the Lazarus. Because that's the case. Send in silencer and just ice this dude. Right? Like, she should be ten times more powerful than she already is. Unless we find out he's been experimented on with the Lazarus water. And that's what he meant. Like, well, yeah, it, it sounds like Razal Gul's taking a, like a... He's a bit of a pet project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With him. So, and it seems like he wants to fear for that as well. Because that's how the book ends. Is they actually do get her. Cool. And, so, I, I'm reading it that these guys... Cause, so, he... Ishmael, right, or, or am I getting this from somewhere else? He gets his powers from killing Metas, right? Or is that in another book? No, I think I said that last issue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe that? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm getting X-Men vibes from this, you know? I'll, I'll tell you what I loved. I loved when uh, the gun that originally Sophia had, uh, Caliber actually blows a hole through Ishmael's arm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I love that moment itself, but I love the page after where you see like all the like reforming and all the bits yeah that's oh, what yeah. i was talking about with the okay because he, he talks about oh you know oh, lazarus is maybe endless and that's right. when he, you know he floats up and it's a gorgeous panel with the light yeah i don't, and I don't then I, the I, arms reforming i don't think for a second this is trying to retcon how lazarus pits work i think it's saying that no this is different to like just throwing someone in a pit because they died yeah sure. yeah that's what I'm hoping. Like, like is he like taking steady doses of lazarus like just essentially right Maybe. Yeah. You know, is that what's happening here? It may be. Um, but yeah, so he, he does get her and she wakes up and Razal goes there being like, ah, your, your destiny. Uh, I'm going to teach you things. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. and that's, uh, that's what it is. Um, I, I actually think that final page is one of the ugliest in the book. I think most of the art in this is gorgeous. I don't know what it is about that last page. It's I don't know if it's the angle, but you know, Ishmael's hunched over and it's, it's, it's a particularly unappealing image for some reason. I'm not yeah. seeing it. It still looks fine to me. But <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, the ones I could argue there just it looks fine no. to me. Um, uh, yeah. So, so the city they're in, I'm, I'm cross-referencing stuff right now. Um, Kadim, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ma- the, Ma- one of the things that really 
Right. I was going to say, Matt's got like multiple monitors. He's got a board. He's, yeah. I'm cross-referencing. I'm fact-checking. Yeah. So one of the things that upset me during Arrow was saying where the League of Assassins was in Nanda Parbat. Yeah. That's not a League of Assassins city. No. Right? Um, Nanda Parbat's, you know, Shangri-La. It's, you have to earn yourself there. You know, so Ravag couldn't city. take it over. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I always thought it was lazy them just using that because it's a, it's from and it's what I hate most about fandom sometimes is they get so they allow themselves to be distracted by something that's just it's from the comics it's so it's, it's oh, fine people recognize this name yeah um, so I'm trying to see where I but I think this is the actual city of the League of Assassins and and Tynan when he took over Red Hood he did an arc that was set here that was really cool um, back in the New Fifty Two. So I'm trying to see if this is the same city, and I can't find it. Um, uh, fair enough. But yeah, but I like that. It, you know, it's not Nanda Parbat; it's Kadim. And if that's the actual city, then they could have done that narrow, right? They could have done. Yeah. So. Um, I really like the opening scene with uh, with Bruce and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a uh, was good. You're showing yeah. them. Yeah, they're, they're quite different people. Um, that's yeah. Stop, stop persuading at me. I believe was yeah. one line of yeah. dialogue. Yeah, yeah. What was what was that? You know, talking about the tea. Alfred likes a, a, a British temperature. What do, what do you mean? There's one temperature for tea. Hot. Yeah, it's too yeah. hot. Yeah, oh, that's the British temperature. Yeah, I yeah, have to. I have to. I have to let tea cool down for like five minutes before I can drink it. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. But I mean, I remember it, 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 is, yelling... it is boiling water and and tea. No. That's it. Yeah, you don't like icy though, right? Like, you're I like, mean, no. no, it's it's way too sweet. I can't it's, do sweet things. Well, that's sweet tea. I you can just drink regular, you know, iced tea. Yeah, but it's still sweetened. No, like, no mine's not. Oh, God, <laughs> the, the right. stuff that it I always have, is in no. this country. Yeah, no, our iced tea. I I just drink regular and sweet. I've never iced tried tea. iced tea. I have no opinion yeah. on the matter. Um, well, it's what I drink when I'm trying to not drink soda. I'll get iced tea, and it's not sweetened. Uh, there's no sugar in it. So, uh, anyways, I thought maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was James that got upset. Because tea is only meant to be drinking hot, damn it. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was common. I said it, it, it's. It's just you, you. You get the kettle, you boil the water, and that's it. You just you pour it in, and that's the temperature. You also got mad at Mario for microwaving his water, because well, that <laughs> is stupid. Does that like a savage? <laughs> <laughs> microwaving water is the most ridiculous thing. And I microwave a lot of things. Probably things that I shouldn't microwave because I'm lazy. <laughs> but I don't microwave freaking water. <laughs> Get electric kettles, you savages. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have... Yeah, I don't have an electric kettle. I have a regular kettle, but... That, and that's what yeah, I use. Yeah, you have to put on the stove and wait for that to heat. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you, yeah. It's like a Barbaric times. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It works fine. It makes hot water. It's how I make so my. Long. Uh, it's how I make my French press coffee when I need to. It takes so, so long. Electric kettles. Just, just so much. You, you flick a switch. Oh, you wait like go. three minutes tops. Oh jeez, this guy. Mm. Oh god, tea's overrated anyway. I'll just I'll throw that in. Um, I'll throw that in. So I, I hate coffee. I like tea more. I mean, I actually I can actually drink tea, but I, I think tea's overrated. I really do. Uh, you just haven't had the right tea yet. Uh, Darjeeling, that's my favorite tea. I'm, I'm, Earl Grey is my favorite, I think. But I mean, of course it is, because you're British AF. I Earl just, Grey. I don't know what type not. of tea I've had. There's just one tea flavor to me. There's like just the tea. No, the, the no, English, no, bre- that's English breakfast tea is the one that you're it's, thinking of. The standard, that's, you know, what we would. That's just call the tea. most plain. Yeah. 
It's, that's it's like, just tea. Uh, Ever had and mint you got, tea? And you, got, you, got, you got the right brand. You're probably having shitty brands of tea. <laughs> like PG tea. Like shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, if 20s is acceptable. Yeah, but yeah that's pretty good. I, I like Twinings. Uh, they have a Prince of Wales blend that's oh. pretty good. Um, I can't drink it without plenty of milk and sugar. I'm trying to give up both of those things. So, oh, I'm oh I drink it black. I was also taking a, a, a liking to, to black coffee just because my, my diet... Um, have you had that so Lapsang yeah. tea? Oh God! Here we go. Let's... Mm-hmm. Try that if you if you, if you're liking the the, the the bitter you know black tea and, and coffee. Yeah. So the art in uh, by the other side was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Barring the last page, which I don't like, I I really love the art throughout the rest of it. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll I guess we'll, I actually really like this issue. I, I thought this was a uh, I, I like this more than issue one. I thought it was so focused and tight and just made me care about what was going on. Um, and the team had the big heroic entrance. Uh, Matt, will you give it up? Um, I'll give it a seven point five. It's pretty good. Connor, I'll give it a seven. Art's dragging it up for me a bit. Uh, I'm going to straight eight. I liked it a lot. Uh, so that takes on. That takes on to Hawkman issue thirteen. Robert Vendetti mm-hmm. writing with Will Conrad on the art. So you two read this. By all means, take it away. Yeah, this uh, this is fantastic. This, this should have, it, it's good, but it should have been an annual. Like, this is a story that should have been in an annual. Like, I mean, I get that, but this this is the issue know. between arcs, so I'm fine with it in that context. Right. Um, that said, I could do, I I would I would happily enjoy like an like, like an arc of like six issues of these stories. Um, I, I'd be down for that. Because mm-hmm. uh, what we have here is he, he goes into his museum on his ship and he, he pulls out uh, one of his diaries of a past life and starts working through it and, you know, um, trying to, re- you know, because he's forgotten the story himself. So he's like, right. oh, I'll have some rediscovery. And he's on, a, you know, this this story, he's um, he's on a planet that is a constant war. That, you know, it starts with year 498 of this uh, yeah. Hegrian Mal- Malonite war. And he's a he's a soldier called what is it, what is he you know, Qatar. Qatar, yeah, C T A R R. Yeah, all yeah. the different ways you can get Carter out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so this is the earliest point in the timeline for that we've seen this war. But yeah, you know, like I say, it's almost five hundred years in already. No one remembers why it started. Right. Um, you know, their their you know, their ancestors came here and they've just been fighting ever since. Yep. And you know, so we spend some time on this side. We're with the 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 Hagris, I think we're, we're with uh, on this mm-hmm. side first. And you know, the the sergeant's like, right, come on, it's time, let's go charge out. And, you know, out they get up out the trench and they charge over, and they get massacred. Yep, And then it switches yeah, to the about, Malonite side. Yeah, we're about what twenty odd years later. Yep, and he's reborn. Yeah, and we've got him. He's Ketar this time. K E T A R. Yeah, and he's kind of having the same conversation with his with his uh, with his buddy, essentially going, "Hey, you know, sense mm-hmm. of deja vu." Complaining about the it's the drink in this case instead of the food. Right. It's uh, like a protein drink instead of a protein bar. Yeah, and, they call it just sludge, yeah. but it's it's essentially they, the same conversation. Yeah, and they can't like they don't even remember why this war started, but they have to fight them, and you know. Yeah, uh, and then the sergeant's like, "Come on, time to charge!" And off they uh, go, and they get massacred. And then we get, yeah. you know, um, we get a sequence of this going on for like five hundred years. Back and years. forth. Yep. 
until yeah. finally uh, the the Hagri side, he's just like, you know what? I've had enough of eating this stuff. And, you know, and, and it, what it reminded me of is you, you hear the story of the Christmas truce. The Karen football Lord. game, yeah. Yeah. Was that World War One? It had to be because uh, of changes. Yeah, I think that was, yeah. I think that was one. But basically, yeah, the, the sides have a have a, a ceasefire during the holidays, uh, and they they celebrate with each other, yeah. and 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 here he goes out and presents the bar to the Melanite side, as almost like a, not a, exactly a peace offering but a truce offering for the moment. Yeah, uh, and, and he gets down. Shayera, a, a, a redheaded. Uh, she gets yelled at, and she brings out her sludge. Yeah, and, 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 they, and they, exchange. they trade, and, and they're like, eh, they're both shite, but at least they're different. Yep, and and then he ends up on this planet, and he gets there, and there's a monument to this moment. Yeah, and it, and and it's, it, it was you know the idea that after this they don't, they went back to their home planets. They just yep. they just stayed here and you know, stayed together, and you know. Well, and they became one. They yeah, became they became a new own. planet. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, um, and it was you know war didn't make this world, peace did, and it's it's a fantastically you know yeah. written issue. I, I yeah. This is one of the best issues of the book. Uh, it's just a standalone little, mm. um, you know, like I'm down for having these between arcs. Just you know, okay, yeah. here's a tale from from his past, and just t- mm-hmm. pick a life, any life. I mean, yeah. in this case, quite a few. I just but... here it's the the mechanism of the the reborn. So are are there are there actually countless of him at any moment? Yeah, that was, that was the idea because he's not because he's being reborn across time as well as space. It's not right. necessarily, uh, you know, in sequence. So he's ha- he can he can constantly overlap like this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So could he fight himself? Is what I'm saying. I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, and so that, that's where it gets a little be, bit. I would not be surprised to see that at some point later. In yeah, the, the interior logic here until it's settled. That that's what got me. I was like, wait, so is he running around right now as a kid? I, I mean, How does that work with the rebirth? Yeah, it's worth noting that there's always like twenty or thirty years between these jumps here, like enough that he can grow to an age where he's enlisted. But that uh, yeah, so that's yeah. So is the, does he jump the time? Because I'm, I'm, it's played out here almost like it's a quantum leap situation. Whereas almost he of, jumped yeah. to the thirty years later, but yeah. Again, there is just, that one moment where he's like, where am I? What's going on? Whereas yeah. the rest of it, it feels like he just kind of gets through this day. He's like, I'm getting real deja vu. Yeah. Um, so that, 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 again, that's my only problem with that. But I, I love the message of it. And then he gets there and there's that monument and that him and Jay are enacted change over yeah. this, over this war that had been going on for like a millennium. Yeah, it was, it was close to a thousand years, I think, was yeah. the final date. Um, and and they were the ones that ended it. And I'm still wondering how Shayera fits into this, you know, because of the original red-haired woman and and yeah. all of that. Yeah, uh, but here she is, kind of playing a, yeah. a major role. Because uh, yeah, the final one was year 896 of this war, so yeah, a long ass time. So, so yeah, it's yeah, pretty pretty good. This Venditti. I'm still his flash is still the worst thing of his that I've I've gotten. Yeah, um, but it won't be the the worst Flash thing uh, DC's putting out. So uh, that's no, been that served. Yeah, it's something I haven't even read yet. But but you know um, it's worse. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, 
but yeah so so give it a rating connor yeah no i'm, I'm gonna go higher than you on this because i i love yeah. this issue this is my yeah. favorite kind of one shot uh this is like a nine i'm gonna go with a 0.5 oh wow i'm gonna go with an 8.5 so still real strong i'm i'm loving this might be one of my favorite books out at dc right now yeah every month it surprises me with how like how much i love it mm-hmm. oh wonderful yeah, we're yeah done. stop eating pete i've stopped i've finished i just mm. snuck in the last one before what was it it was just these uh little chocolate biscuit things no, fine. I think it's super But okay. we do have Wonder Twins to talk about. Wonder Twins issue five. Can I just say I was shocked this was issue five already? I kind of like I. Yeah. I'm so glad this is up to twelve because could you imagine if there's only one more of these? No, but again, you could have done seasons. Like there could have been a break in between, and I could have seen it. You know, there like, could have been. Yeah. Um, I we, think we uh, just a bit. Uh, clearly, this means Burn can comfortably handle the monthly schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if if he can handle it, may as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's issue. Was funny as it has been, you know, very cheery and delightful, but it got actually very dark and got very real in this issue. Um, yeah. Right, right from just like finding out about why uh, Philo, 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 Philo math, Philo math. Okay, I'm just checking the pronunciation. Um, you know, his daughter's mad that he's with the the uh legion of annoyance mm-hmm. yeah and he explains how he ended up with lex luther and how no one else would hire him despite despite his degree and it, it clearly implies it's because he's black it clearly implies yep. uh, racism and i thought that was a really like sort of oh shit that felt like a, a nice little sharp blow there like you know i'm surprised they went there but it was like a really uh, nice moment because the, the first bit of that is it's, it's mm-hmm. like oh you know the philo resume looks great you know is, is that norwegian Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they see him, and it's like, uh, we don't really need your specialty right now. Yeah, and that's, oh man. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's a punch in the gut. I think it's a punch in the gut, especially in this, because it's like, it's such a a lighthearted fun book. But it's, it, it is. So yeah. it, it, really, it really jolts when they start bringing think, this into you know, it. What was particularly jarring about that is, that, you know, I mentioned the Norwegian thing is when it's, it, it's still an, Im- an, an immigrant, right? You're like, oh, Norwegian, right? Yeah. You know, they're completely fine with it. Because yeah. they assume that Norwegian means white. Exactly. Right. And right. then they see, you know, okay, this guy's just, he's an American. Uh, but no, it's not having it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess even worse, because later on, um, so so the Wonder Twins have basically arranged, a, as, uh, as Zan calls it, a battle royale with the, the annoyance members who are left. Yeah. And uh, the old lady's got this Kryptonian phone that can zap people, because uh, Kryptonians had smartphones. <laughs> apparently apparently yeah. well the uh, kryptonian tech that she's using is a phone so sure, sure. you know she's I was mis- being, or i should say misusing i was being facetious i wasn't really <laughs> oh yeah. i know but so still. it zaps it zaps people if you're afraid of them yeah and um, we see it, it happens to an animal and in fact I, I love the line actually uh zan comes out of a, a drinking fountain and he's like mm-hmm. you know total he- hydration as he's coming out with a fly kick total refreshment total refreshment that was it uh that really made me laugh um but it gets really dark again because she ends up uh, disintegrating uh, Philo, and accidentally. I mean, it's accidentally, but like, well, you say accidentally. Okay, accidentally that it was him. Yeah. Sure, sure. But again, remember how it works. Yeah. Yeah, so it only works because she's scared of him. Yeah. Right. Um, and people see this, and it becomes this thing where she she essentially, you know, quote unquote, shot a black man, and. 
a lot of it becomes about the media like defending her and you know, she, why she shouldn't actually go to jail. And you know, we we see we see you know his daughter at home is like crying her eyes out, and he, he you know it, she like she's getting off scot free. You know, like there was she, a there was a line which is on the phone to Lex. She goes, "Oh, you disintegrate one black man, and everyone assumes you're a racist." Yeah, yep. I'm like, I mean, yeah. That that's went places. It went places very quickly, and and it's so whiplash oh, because it's... then you know the page after that comment there, you have um, Lex and balances. You know where Lex is judge, jury, and Lex executioner. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Well, I think that the point is, is just how absurd the media is and how absurd yeah. they'll treat yeah. a subject like this, but it's clearly a lot... I mean, I don't want to say simple, but it's clearly a, a much more serious subject that shouldn't be paraded around in a, in a form like this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so so it really has. And the whole point is is that uh, the scrambler was asking him to, like, be part of this evil scheme that he's got, but by the end, his daughter decides to help him because of this, is, because yeah. of what the world's happened. And again, and- it's another example of the system. We were talking, we were joking earlier about Harley being created by the system. Mm-hmm. The system is kind of turning her into a villain. And this comes way back around from the start of this issue where, um, you know, they're talking and she says, you know, some people, yeah, sure, some people are born to be heroes or villains, but most of us, it's just, you know, wherever life, you know, uh, you know, leaves us to end up, you know, it's, it's all just circumstances, shit, shit happens and you, you make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, these legal annoyances, they're not, ter- they're not necessarily terrible people is what she's saying. Not all of them. You know, some of them like, you know, like her father was just, she happened and, and this is where he ended up yeah yep. so well i like i like that the scrambler has this whole soliloquy on magic when he's talking to philomath that what he learned is that when he was a magician because that's where the former magician card comes into play yeah he, he's he uh he, he's he's in the alliance of magicians with joe bluth yeah uh, they demand yes. to be taken seriously you see um, actually, I was laughing Final during countdown. this because when he was describing all this, I'm like, this is just a speech from The Prestige. I, I know where you're going mm-hmm. with this because I've seen The Prestige. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that too, but I like his overall point was like, well, no, people don't like magic. They like seeing the magic, but they like being reminded that that everything's going to go back to normal. Right? Yeah. That, that, that's every, why, that's where the, the trick box. is. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, so I, I like that. And I like the art that accompanied it because you have a him turning a woman into a mermaid and then the other half of her legs go to the fish and it's walking around on stage and then <laughs> and she, she puts just it back flopping around terrified yeah yep. so it makes me wonder what kind of magic he was doing right yeah. like, pretty impressive magic let's be honest yeah so but but i liked how that went in with the the overall commentary in the, the issue yeah. uh, like well no pe- people say that they like these things but they really don't yeah. Um, and, and um, so you've got like a you know, red flag being terrible still. So oh, yeah, Jenna won't return any of my texts, and I sent out like fifty. This is really rude of her. Oh God. Yeah. 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 I probably mentioned it the last issue, but I mean, he has wearing a red cap. I don't think that's an accidental thing. Um, no, not. no, not to crack a joke about hey. match red cap. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This, by the way, this is an angel's hat. Thank you. <laughs> he's, he's the colors since nineteen sixty one. <laughs> Making it very clear, yes, um, but no, I don't think that's unintentional. You know, with the with the type of character he is and the attitude that he has, uh, and what it's alluding to there, uh, like uh, that's actually impressed me because it, it went to like a really serious place and it felt like it made a really dramatic point. It still managed to be funny 
but it also hit emotionally and then ultimately at the end we have this ridiculous scrambler like you know he's, he's on every tv in the world he's, i'm going to scramble everyone's brains in 30 days unless you what's the demand exactly call uh, it a better change, system change the world to make it yeah. a place worth living in for everyone yeah so his goal's not even that bad his right. goal's actually yeah. like well, you know as, as far as villainous he's, schemes go it's yeah it's, it's, it's change yeah, the world yeah it's for the better in theory right Just but leave it leave it yeah but see the status quo doesn't want that so they're going to turn them into the villains and that's what the commentary is yeah the, the whole thing with with antifetamine which is still it's my favorite name in this book <laughs> um her whole thing she becomes like the barbecue lady that, that called the police on on the black family having a barbecue in the park you know yeah. that that's what sure. that draws into and and how we give them a pass but they're actively ruining people's lives you know and they don't have to hold to it mm. so the fact like the motivation for the scrambler is no we're going to stop doing stuff like this but people aren't going to want that so that's in turn going to turn them into the villains and i'm wondering how zan and jane are going to have to line up on this mark, mark russell's impressing me as a writer with this book oh yeah 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 yeah, I, I'm impressed. I'm looking forward to anything, anything Russell does now, to be honest, because I, I think this is it's impressing me with the scope of it and the, the 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 political commentary. But at the same time, it's mixed in with such a a, a great balance of comedy. Uh, you know, everything's yeah. working together. I think um, Burn is a fantastic pairing for this. Yeah. Book. Um, every beat is is played perfectly there with his art. I think. Yeah, it's great. Didn't he get nominated for some Eisner's for the Snagglepuss book? Mark Russell. Uh, probably. Oh, and yeah. I don't remember the whole list, but that sounds quite like Yeah, it. I can't tell you off the top of my head, but... That, that was uh, quite Almost well in. regarded. Um, yeah. We should mention as well, all the people that, that she was zapping are in the, the Phantom Zone. Yeah, that's the end of the book. Yeah. We, we, the reveal is that he, he's, he's not dead. Uh, Math isn't dead. He's in the Phantom Zone. Uh, it's, it's the Me classic think? It's the classic yeah. diamond glass from yeah, the movie. Uh, it's nice to see, isn't and, it? Yeah. In, including the animal she zapped is, is behind them, looking confused as all hell. Yeah, the, the koala, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I mean, hopefully, obviously, we'll survive and we'll get them back, and we can have a a reunion of. So, sorts. so what you're saying is, we can put the status quo back to normal. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Hope, hoping the person who's dead, who was seemingly dead, is not dead, is not the same as hoping the status quo is back to normal. Thank you very it's much. It's not. No, I just, I just thought it would be funny. Uh huh. Um, well, he was nominated I'm... for Eisner's for the. Um... Sorry, I didn't mean to jump through. Sorry. For. For the Flintstones book, um, the other one, the Snagglepuss, won a Glad Award. Ah, okay. Outstanding okay, comic. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I know they were both very well regarded, and I, I yeah. judging by this, I can kind of see why. Do you know, we're not really mentioned, but it is Pride Month. We should probably. I mean, I feel like yeah. it doesn't have to be thinking yeah. about as much because we're just you know three really boring straight white dudes, but. Um, yep. We should mention Pride Month, and admittedly, it's weird yeah. to do it in this book specifically because you may have skipped over this. But happy Pride Month to any any of our audience. He, he says in the middle of the month. Yeah, I say in the middle of the month. month. Yeah, but I was right. It's you know, be you, be proud about it. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, DC's doing pretty good on that front in terms of representation lately. There's, yeah. uh there's, there's uh, quite a lot of books with you know LGBT characters in there. Um. Okay. Were we rating Wonder Twins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. I'll, I'll give it an eight point five, and I'm 
very glad that there's six more issues to enjoy beyond the one that was expected. <laughs> so seven more issues. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just to I, I wanted because I, I, I started with oh, six more, as in six more than the world was gonna get, and then I realized, but there this, is one other this one. This this one of you guys will pick up on this if I just leave it at that. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Seven more issues. And, uh, yeah, and then Matt did it anyway. Matt. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight. It's really good. Uh, I'm gonna go eight point five as well. Uh, I'm impressed. So there you go. That is uh, that's Wonder Twins. Uh, which does take us out of the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week. Uh, we do our favourite panel slash moment. We do uh, favourite cover, favourite art, and top five books. So that's what we're going to do. So panel slash moment. Uh, Matt, first of all. Okay, it's it's soft parody at this point. But it's going to be from Superman. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the hug. Yeah, it's the hug. Well, with all of them, it's it's Crypto, it's Clark, it's Kara, it's John. Yeah, and the one specifically from Superman. I like that one a little more. It takes up more of the page. I think it's the whole page. But, yeah. Okay, okay. Connor? Um, I'm going with Wonder Woman slicing them all with the lasso. <laughs> that was pretty good. I do like that a lot. Um, I was tempted uh, by a couple of moments uh, in Superman and Supergirl as well. I th- but I may have to go with Event Leviathan and go with um the the detonation of the the building is such a beautiful page yeah uh that it really stuck out to me but there's a lot of great moments in this also even batman notes here has had one or two moments that i thought were were really good because i really where sophia decides to turn back and go help uh, i really like that moment as well but i'll go with event leviathan um so best cover of the week then so this is where we all go to oh, die. This is, this is tough because there are some gorgeous variants this week. I gotta, I gotta go back to last week's mark. We've got uh, a Middleton Aquaman. We've got a Sejic on Detective Comics. Um, there's a, a fantastic Hawkman variant. And then you've got you know the, the Frizz Wonder Woman variants. All all immediately like, okay, so they're all great covers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still looking. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is the toughest week in a while. That Sergic Detective cover is very nice. I can't, I can't fault that. It's just actually, I quite like the uh, the Odyssey variant. Actually, I got my... yeah, but we don't we didn't cover it, so it's not it doesn't count. Is that, is I that... mentioned that. That's been the rule for a long yeah, time. That's the rule. The rule. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm you're just so... blinded by. I'm giving a shout. You're blinded by the Jessica Cruz of it all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving yeah. a shout. All right. No, it is great, uh, but I didn't mention it because it doesn't count. It's not you know, not I'm, eligible. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of good covers this week, isn't there? There's a there's a Schmidt variant for uh, Batman the Outsiders. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that Flash one's pretty good actually. I haven't seen the. I'm gonna love the flash one. Derek Chu. It's just a flash and Captain Cold. It's just a nice. Uh... Yeah, that's nice. A lot of things going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good week for covers. <laughs> oh it means, dear. It means it's a bad week for us trying to pick one. As um. What's this Batman and those heroes variant? The the Schmidt one. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, I know. 
Oh my god, this is so hard. Hold on, let me look at the, let me just look at Event Leviathan again because that's Mel Eve. Yeah, no. Oh, the the regular cover. Aye. Yeah. I mean, that was good. All right, I, th I think. Matt, you go first. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna go with Superman because it looks like the old classic Max Fleischer. But then you guys brought up the, the Otto Schmidt, Batman mm -hmm. the Outsiders, and that one is really good. I like it. I'm gonna go with Batman the Outsiders. All right, Connor. Um, I'm gonna go with the Middleton Aquaman. I think just the the Aquaman. The... Oh, am I on the wrong? We haven't read Aquaman this show? week. Damn it! Hey, you Damn it, dummy. That must have been left over. <laughs> Damn it. Fine. All right, I'll go with the I'll go with the Hawkman one. I even said Aquaman earlier, and you guys never clocked then. I wasn't listening to you. Uh huh. <laughs> I just heard Middleton. And I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It must have been left over in a tab from earlier. <laughs> I'll pick an Aqu but I'll pick Aquaman. But everybody Aquaman this I'll week. I'll pick Connor. it for next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will go. This is hard. I'll also go Batman Outsiders variant. I think I'm picking that one. Okay. There you go. Done. Done. Don't have to think about it anymore. All right. Uh, best uh, art of the week then. Matt. Oh, uh, it's it's Malieve. Easy. Sure, event Leviathan. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to just uh, jump in and agree with that because it's the obvious choice for me. Connor? Well, I didn't read that, so obviously that can't be my choice, although I can respect Malieve uh, enough as a pick. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Burn for Wonder Twins. That was, uh, that was great. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fine choice. All right, Matt, top five books of the week. All right, so number one's got to be Event Leviathan. Number two is Superman. Number three is Supergirl. Number four, I'm trying to remember all my numbers. I think number four, Batman the Outsiders. Number five, Hawkman. Okay, Connor. Uh, so number one's Hawkman. Two's Wonder Twins. Wonder Woman. Batman the Outsiders, and then I guess by default, Flash beats Detective Comics. <laughs> uh, my number one's Event Leviathan. My number two is Superman. Number three is Supergirl. Number four is Wonder Twins. Number five, I'm going to go with Batman the Outsiders, but I do want to say that Wonder Woman uh, was really like fighting for it. Like, like, it really could have been either one of them. But I want to give Batman Notes as a, a bit of a shout uh, to balance out Connor's negativity on it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it wasn't that then. negative. It was negative so, enough. It's problems. It's negative enough. It was, you, you were being ginger all over it. You were. You were gingerfying it all. That's why I'm here. Uh, so yeah, every week on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, I ask you folks at home what your favourite book of the week was. Now, slight confession, I did leave it a little bit last minute. Uh, you, you you posted this while we were already on to record, didn't you? No, no, it was before that. Was it like three seconds before that? No, nah, it was like an hour. I was still reading my books when I'd done it. Okay. So earlier than some weeks then. <laughs> Um, so not a bunch of responses this week because I didn't give you a whole lot of time but the answers basically summed up to either Superman or Event Leviathan um, with one uh, McComb, uh, McComb factor uh, going for Batman Who Laughs my favourite bit was Batman Who Laughs 
Uh, much to my surprise, I love the interaction between James and Jim. Also, my jaw dropped when they went above and beyond. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> my favorite book probably would have been Hotman, but I couldn't find a copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> set, up, oh, set, up a, set up a pull list with you, shut my man. Get them to pre-order your copies, because that's what you got to yeah. do these days. Uh-huh. Uh, and then talking Superman, I'll give you one guess. One guess. Was it Superman? Superman number 12. It's obviously been a long time since the book had this much emotional depth and race was new on a new level. Uh, and then several people replied to him agreeing with said comment. Uh, so, yeah, that was basically it. Uh, I will I'll try and remember to ask earlier next week. I but feel like you say that like every three I do. weeks. I do, because I always forget. I always forget. And I was like, just, hey, set, just set a thing on Saturday night to send out a th- tweet. For next week? Yeah. Just going forward. No, no, Saturday I mean, yeah, but for, for, um, for the following week, Friday you mean. Night. Yeah, because Saturday night's too yeah, early yeah. or too and late. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Can you not schedule it to, to you know how like. Yeah, schedule when you set, it for you know, like. When you, yeah, yeah, you know when you set an alarm on your phone. Uh huh. And, uh, it obviously goes, do you want to do this just once or do you want to schedule it like you know, on a weekly basis or a daily basis? Can you not schedule your tweet? You know, all right, just send this every week. I know that you could do a repeating tweet. No. That's that's disappointing. But you can set an alarm on your phone and then you'll remember and you can just send out that tweet yeah. in problem. between doing reviews or watching stuff. <laughs> the, the problem do is, what? Matt, do, do you, what? you might not be awake when that alarm goes off. Do you, do you yeah, know what I'm going true. to do? I'm going to do the tweet right now for next week, right? I'm going to do it and schedule it for next week, for next Friday night. How about we do that right now? That's uh, it's probably the safest option. I'm going to schedule a tweet, right? I mean, it's, it's your phone. You do what you want, man. Schedule tweet. What's next Friday? Friday the 21st of June. You're picking a nice reasonable time for them. Yeah, it's a nice reasonable time. Um, and I'll say, hey... You could just copy and paste the tweet from this week. That's a lazy man's game, that. This is this this what? is fascinating. What's up? It would have been the quickest way. What's up, DC Twitters? <laughs> this is this is a really sad version of live tweeting. Uh, what's up, DC Twitters? Um, it's us from six days ago. Asking what your best DC book of the week was. I hope everyone who replies to this actually listens to this bit of the show. <laughs> because otherwise they're going to think we're talking about last week's books. Oh, okay, I'll put a little, th- I'll put a little explanation there, right? If you want. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, scheduled tweet, right? I'll just put that in make it clear. Scheduled tweet. <laughs> Announcing the scheduling. So, right. so, so we don't forget. We, yeah, sure. Look at this. Trying to trying to, trying to shift the blame onto us as well, Matt. Yep. Oh, oh that's mate's going. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's tweeting next. That's next tweeting next Friday. There All we right, go. So, Forget about next Friday. What's coming out next Wednesday? That's a good question. Um, well, we will definitely be asking you questions next week because next week we have Batman 73, Justice League 26, Aquaman 49, and Naomi Issue 6. Uh, I believe the Shazam that was there has been pushed. There's no no Naomi. no Naomi. There's no Shazam. Wait, so it's just Batman, Justice League, and Aquaman? <laughs> yep. 
Maybe you should uh, you should read Superman Year One, Pete. <laughs> no, don't do that. Only if Matt does. <laughs> don't. No, no, I'm not giving them eight dollars. If, if, if Matt reads this, you want to Superman Year One, I'll read it too. No, not happening. Because that's I'm also it. Can to prevent you from eating it. <laughs> um, also, it was Nightwing sixty one and Teen Titans thirty one. Uh, so yeah, next week is yeah. super quiet. Um, so we will be asking for questions. It will largely be a question-filled show. Uh, it's it's, so, it's such a shame that the solicits weren't next week because we'd have spent an hour talking about those next week instead. Yep. Uh, but hey-ho. Uh, so we'll be asking for questions at DC Comics uh, Podcast on Twitter. So make sure to give us some for next week. On um, the bright side, I might have time to read all my books next week. Yeah, oh yeah, all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hey. I might have uh i might have some issues right of injustice so oh we'll, there you uh, go. see where that goes there you go um all right that is uh that is uh be, be the show um that's what's coming up next week uh so what do we, what do we tell you now so we mentioned twitter uh we should also mention patreon patreon.com slash tv is very important because if you want to support the show and keep the show coming at a nice reliable rate uh, you can go to patreon.com and you can support us for as little as one dollar per month um, and if, if you've got a little bit more spare change you can make pete read superman year one you can also or make Connor you need a lot more you need to make that a premium thing because that book's eight dollars pete and if you're buying that like, that's i mean that's true i mean yeah like, hey that's never excused me out of annuals <laughs> that's one dollar yeah more but time. how many annuals are eight dollars look when it's a Lobdell yeah. annual, it feels like $20. Yeah, well, but it's not. <laughs> like, it can feel like all you want, but... <laughs> yes, but you can also use that spirit change to meet Connor read it instead. So, I mean, that's an option. Again, it should be a premium. I don't care who's doing it. Matt, I don't Matt, want anybody to read this book. Matt, despite request, has never actually given in to the request of giving him a Patreon tier where you can make Matt no. read something. He's never agreed to it. I don't trust it. you guys. I don't trust <laughs> you. I can see talking Superman making me read Doom Patrol, and then it'll just make me mad. So... <laughs> It's not gonna happen. I I know my limits. People people love Mad Matt on the show. Yeah, they do. Uh, so that unfortunately you can't do that, which would be the funniest. I mean, the funniest option out of the three of us to read this book is by far Matt, but it it's not an yeah. option, unfortunately. So um, you go to Patreon though, and you can also rate the uh, the podcast and give us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us out and spreads the show around to more people. Recommend us to your friends on the Twitters or other social medias or Reddit or wherever else you talk to people about comic books. Uh, all of that does help. Um, you can, of course, um, like, subscribe, and all the rest of it, and let us know what you thought of the books, either in the comments below on YouTube or on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Although, ideally, do that before the show so that we could talk about it <laughs> 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 at the uh, aforementioned segment. Um, so, that's us. That has been uh, Cards from the Multiverse, episode 159. Uh, we love you loads. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Keep reading DC Comics, and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.